So the guy realised that Jason's not afraid of bullets, right? And the guy just put the gun to my head and goes, make another step. Wow. And I remember I went, Jason! <laughs> Keep still, the man. Keep still. Don't breathe, nigga. Don't breathe. Don't do nothing. Don't, don't even blink. blink. <laughs> don't do nothing. Because he was, you could tell this guy's body people before. You could tell it wasn't a hype thing. Right, because he he was rubbing us and feeling bad. Like, man, don't even want to rub you, man, out here, you know? Because but you're just shining out. You're shining. All right, welcome. This is episode 042 of the TBC podcast. My name is Renee. Michael's currently on tour with Doc Brown. Scree, scree. So we have. I'm Trudy Barry. I'm Rebecca Judd. And we have a very special guest. If you'd like to introduce yourself, please. My name is Richard Blackwood. Woo! Cheers! No frills, boy. We just did it properly. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, perfect. So, obviously, today's been a bit of a mad day mm. with what's been happening in the city and stuff. Um, where was you when you heard the news? I was in the city. I was, listen, I was on my way into EastEnders, basically. And um, from where I... Basically, I was doing... Okay, I went Kung Fu. I do Kung Fu three times a week. So from where Kung Fu is, I had to drive through the city to get to work, where normally I just do the M25 and go around the outside of it. So literally, I was trying to get over Westminster Bridge, and the police had put the line, the tape up, and directed everybody over um, Waterloo Bridge. Okay. The next one. So I'm on the bridge. Then I get a phone call saying, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the West End, they go, you know, the terrorist thing's happening. Somebody was in a, um, was it a truck or whatever, ran over a couple of people. Yeah. I think one woman died and they shot him. And I was like, where? And they said, the next bridge to you. So literally, and my bridge was not moving. Mm. So at this time, we don't know if there's going to be any more attacks. Mm. And I'm like, right, I'm on a bridge right now, midway. And all I'm thinking is that I'm just going to hear an explosion. Because people were kind of looking over and stuff. It was a bit crazy. And then the police... Well, kind of trying to get past us and stuff. So for a moment, I was like, wait a minute. And the helicopters. So probably when that person got shot, I was midway across the bridge. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I, I mean, obviously I play my music in my car. I don't really listen to the radio. Yeah. Hence the reason why I was just driving thinking, what's going on here? And then get a phone call saying you are sitting in the middle of this terrorist attack. That's mad. Yeah, it was real. It was real. For the moment, I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm not afraid of confrontation or death or anything like that. But for the, but being on that bridge, I can be really honest and say that I thought, right, this could be it because we don't know. Yeah. And to me, the, to hit a bridge makes total sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And I'm on one of the most popular bridges. I'm like, right, I'm on the next bridge. We don't know if they've decided to hit. Yeah. You don't You've know. You've got no clue at the moment. And you're just time. in the moment. And the thing is, you can't even turn around because you're just in a barricade of cars. And I just thought, we're, right now, all these cars are easy targets. So it, it felt real for a second. Where were you ladies when you heard the news on what happened? I was on my way um, towards Central, actually. Luckily, I only had to go as far as Holborn, but um, people on public transport were freaking out. And um, the people on social media especially were freaking out, like not knowing whether the trains would be running, trying to get out of Central. Like, obviously, a lot of my girls that work in Central wear, like, high heels to work, and they're, like, um, saying that they're taking off their shoes and running down the street. Not that like, I should laugh, but I understand why. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a mad, it's like a madness because like it ended up not being as big as it could have been. Mm. But that fear in that in that moment, like you never know what's going to happen. Moving on from today's events, I guess on a positive note, um, Richard, what's been happening with you and your career? Obviously, um, spanning over what, <clears throat> twenty years. 
24 now. 24? Yeah, I started when I was 21. I'm 45 in May. So you've basically been in the game my whole life. My yep. whole That's life my well. <laughs> You could be my Our dad. <laughs> I'll be real. Your career could be my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I, I, well, you know, it's really weird because for a lot of, um, like I know a lot of the MCs and right? I know a lot of the comedians and they kind of call me uncle. Yeah. Right, do you know what I mean? Um, because I guess they've, like the ones that are from my area, like Wretch and I, Wretch is only, well, he's younger than me, but not, massively yeah but he calls me uncle and stuff and you know there's i mean me and him i've just been boys from day one to be fair but like um it, it's nice because i didn't come into the industry not a lie i came into the industry to win i'm a, i'm i'm probably the most <clears throat> hungry comedian you'll ever meet i know a lot of them will probably say the same thing but if you think about that i've been famous for 24 years mm. I, I must be hungry of because course. most people, even there are MCs that have not spent 20 odd years and still here. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Right. So, and I, this is even, I used to live up the road from here in the Docklands and I went bankrupt and lost, lost my place. Right. And I was bankrupt for, I was on my face for 10 years and still hungry. I went back to the circuit <clears throat> being booed. Was this after that you acquired? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had my own TV so. show and everything. Yeah. Right. And then um, when I, it's when I did music. And then after that, Love you, them times, yeah, them times. That was, that was two thousand. So how old yeah. was you in two thousand? Six. There you go. Right. Do you know I mean, I had a record <laughs> career when you were six. Right. But it, it was short lived, and it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be anything big. It was more just to see if they could, because they weren't paying attention to hip hop artists in the way they, the mainstream wasn't. Mm. We always had a hip hop scene, but the mainstream after the Cookie Crew and after Money Love and people like that. Jeez, yeah. that's old school, man. See, okay. I've got to say this. I don't. I find that a lot of artists, British artists, do not name the ones that were around in the eighties and nineties. Like hip hop just started now. Yeah. And it ain't gonna lie, it upsets me because you think to yourself, hold on a minute. One thing that the Americans have is they. You know, did you ever see um, when Puff Daddy did Making the Band? Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. And he made them spit every lyric from you know uh, um, Biggie's track. Biggie's all, track yeah. yeah, they had to know it. Then he said, you better read um, Russell Simmons' book. Yeah. And what he was, and Russell Simmons obviously was the founder of Def Jam, blah, blah. And what he was doing is he was saying, there's one thing being an artist, but you have to understand the industry you're coming into. Mm. So you need to know the beginnings. Definitely. And, you know, when I say to certain rappers, Cookie Crew, Moni Love was the first MC from the UK to bus in America. Yeah, of course. I, I, I remember <coughs> seeing her vinyl when I was young, young, young. Like. She, she, was in, she was in the film Strapped with Bo Keem Woodbine. That was his first film, right? She was in that movie. She played his sister, Word. right? This is in that she bus in America in the 80s and she toured with the Jungle Brothers and, and Tribe Called Quest when they just started. Yeah. So she was the first. So when I hear people say, yeah, I'm in America, I'm like, Moni Love was the first. Slick Rick as Slick well. Rick, Slick Rick was from my area, Collieswood. Yeah, Wimbledon right. sides, isn't it? In actual fact, Colley, he was the first. Yeah, so he was the first from Collieswood, near Wimbledon, but Collieswood. This was before I was born as well, man. But this is what I'm saying. He's getting schooled right now. <laughs> no. Everyone's getting Hip-hop schooled. history. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Slick Rick is one of the most famous rappers in the world. And I'm one of the from, best. I'm one of the best that all of them the called out. The ruler, yeah. And I was in school when um, the me not the Dougie Fresh, the show okay. with Dougie Fresh came out. And that's the reason why he had his twang because he was from England mm. and he just went to live in America. So yeah. it's like when people don't call these people's names like Slick Rick, Moni Love, um, Cookie Crew. Rodney um, P. Huh? Rodney P. Rodney, Demon Boys, mm. right, from Junction or uh, Demon Boys from Tottenham, right? Do you know what I mean? Like these are the people that laid the foundation that we now 
have this scene, but for some reason, I don't know why, they don't call these people's names like the 80s didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it did. You, it's only because we got social media now that the rappers now have a bigger platform. But back then, imagine what you had to do to be big in America. It was just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which means you had to work harder. But And they did it. Cookie Crew um, did a tune called Born This Way that they shot in New York. Right, do you know what I mean? And then, they was on top of the pops. Smashed it, though. Just killed it, right? But no one... So I'm name-checking them because for me, it just upsets me when I hear that rappers don't do that. But then you're, you're like, what? Black Twang from... As well, yeah. Black Twang, I mean, Black Twang was from Peckham. Do you know what I mean? No one name-checks him. It's like, come on, man, Black Twang, he was, he was killing it. But then you've, you've been here from, like, watching it from, like, three eras. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So it's like, for, for the people that are, like, original Grindberg guys, they're sounding the same as you are about Grime. Which is really funny because I'm seeing the argument now. Do you understand? Because I'm seeing So Solid say, well, we were there and then seeing um, Roll Deep and people like yeah. that. So, and obviously I saw them coming through because after I finished kind of doing music, they, their music started to bl- bust, which was what it was about. It was like wicked that the real MCs, I'm not an MC, the real MCs yeah. are coming through and they're doing their thing. So I remember seeing, um, it was Roll Deep. Um, Heartless was, crew. Heartless. Right, heartless come through, and all these people, and all of a sudden there was this major flux of urban music coming through, and it was like that's what's supposed to happen because these guys, as you knew, they were doing their thing and they were filling out arenas on pirate under, radio. On pirate radio, it, yeah. no one knew. Right, Do you know what I mean, the mainstream didn't know until they did the, all these tracks like Heartless and all that kind of stuff. So once again, but now they're saying to the new ones, we came. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, when you're saying that, I find myself like. In the same talking about myself to Graham to the youngest because it sounds it sounds like oh, but again you have to educate yourself and you have to educate them. Of course, of you course. Know what I'm saying so I agree. Like, when you're saying these names, obviously some people might not know who they are. Mm. I know who they are because I research music and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it and stuff. But mm. again, it's just knowledge in it, and it's just like if the knowledge can expand and people can soak the knowledge up and pay homage. I guess it's the homage paying that's a lot kind of bugging, do you know what I mean? But because but what it is is that people, the MCs have got to feel that they're not selling out or making themselves feel short by giving homage because it's it's not about like, yeah, name check those guys and make them feel good. It's about your your foundation in the music. The music will be strong, right? Because the, because you've got to remember, the reason why American hip-hop is does so well is that they, they, they recognise how strong it is as a movement. That every pillar they go raw look where we've come to here and look where we've come to here right as i say i i'm 44 going on 45 so i was there when hip-hop started i was there when it wasn't around and i was there when it started when cool herc who's jamaican like myself he came and was doing his break beats and we used to get the audio tapes right of his uh, parties and people rapping over them well you used to get the tapes yeah you're talking about serious when cool mo d battled um What's the guy's name? Jesus. <laughs> Kumo D were, had, was one of the first battle rappers, yeah? Kumo D battled, I can't remember the guy's name, but they, he, he, it was early rap. Early, it wasn't that great. But he battled him to become who he was, right? And, you know, the, the, we, I, we used to get the tapes because people would tape them and send them over to us from New York. And then the first person, and I have to name check him, that made hip-hop mainstream to the underground was Tim Westwood. Yeah. Because Tim 100%. Westwood used to have a show late at night in a red room and he would say, okay, these are the latest videos that are playing in America. And he would play Audio 2, um, MC Lights Brothers, that's Audio 2. Um, right? Do you know what I mean? Um, Paper Finn. 
by MC Lai. I remember seeing that video on Tim Westwood's show. Then he would have rappers like uh, Cool G Rap and people that were early rappers that we knew as his underground, but he was bringing them over. So that's the reason why Tim Westwood has so much love because they know that Tim Westwood, if it wasn't for him, British American rap wouldn't be over here in the way that it is. He was, he was the first. And at a time when the mainstream didn't care about hip hop, they're like, what's that? And he was like, so he was quote unquote, the token white guy that was like, he was the first urban white guy. Before, now everybody's urban because we all live in the same working class environment. But back then everybody was like, he's begging it. It's like, he's not begging it. He's actually, he loves our music. And he's got, and he's got because he knew he was white and they would listen to him. He's like, let me be the voice of that. And they're going, okay, whatever. And he, all of a sudden he created a yeah. movement here. Do you know what I mean? So I always give it up to Tim, he was the first. Even now, like, he gets everyone on his show. Yeah, because they love him. Because he's, mm. he's God to them. He's like, you know, mm. if it weren't for Tim, a lot of them wouldn't have a British But he career. did have that thing where they, a lot of rappers were like, English rappers, where he's like, he's not showing love to the English rappers. Only he him. did do that for a while. But I think, I, think, I think as well, and I think this is where the British rappers have proved themselves, is that there was a time when British rap wasn't that great. Because people rapped American accents. But also, hit the produ- I, it wasn't their accents, because I also understood that they were trying to... Uh, breakthrough you gotta remember British people weren't listening to British rappers yeah it's true I, listen I went to see Lords of the Underground this, this is what I'm talking about in terms of the British rap history Lords of the Underground had a tune called Psycho and uh, number one Chief Rocker and all that they, they were big at the time and I remember uh, what was the group oh my god one of them now they, um, this, is gonna, this is gonna mess me up but there was a group that were doing their thing and they were busting on the underground and they had some hard MCs there and they were on first. If they're listening to this, they probably go, Richard, man, you know what we were called? I can't remember the names. So they're rapping and audiences are going, get off. Lord of the Underground, get off. And my man who joined the um, Masters, what's it called, Masters of Ceremony? You remember the, the kind of, yeah. um, what were they called? Um, Pi Piper. And, uh, Pi Piper. Do you really like DT and the one, them? Like, okay, the one with the afro. Yeah, yeah. He was, I got... R.I.P. Charlie Brown. There, there you go. He was in this group I'm talking about. He probably doesn't even know that I remember this. If he's listening, I'm like, oh my God. He stepped forward and goes, yo, we're from here, right? What? And I remember being embarrassed because I was one of the people that was going, get off, I want to see Lords of the Underground. And he was like, fix up. He goes, you're supposed to be bigging up your own. They've come over to see, they come over to us, right? And, they, and he shut us down, right? And literally we just kind of checked ourselves and went, you know what? And then they carried a rapping and a few members like, no, it's true, it's true, blah, blah. Because we felt embarrassed. Yeah. But back then, if you was a British supporting artist for an American group, we in the crowd was telling you to hurry up and come off. That's, so that's how bad... The mentality was. Yeah, British Why do you rap, think that was? Why because do you think- we didn't believe that British rap had a place in rap. This is us as the Brits. That's why... I had so much respect. Caveman was another one. They came through there, the number one. Right, that's why I respected London Posse and people like that because they, Rodney will tell you, he's a good friend of mine. He could tell you that at the time when they was doing their music, they had to battle British people going, ah, cha, English rappers. They don't even have their hometown support in them. Do you know what I mean? And they still was battling through, right? Do you know what I mean? And then, so that's the reason why I wanted to say what I'm saying in terms of these guys because... Now we've got Storms, you've got gigs, you've got all these people that are doing so well and they deserve to because they, they're very good at what they've done. But they've also got a platform that allows them to be who they are. You know, gigs is allowed to be who he is because the platform was ready for him. But gigs, maybe 20 years ago, 
he could not have spat that stuff because they'd be they'd be like, we don't want to hear you do that. Do you know what I mean? Because, and it's not because he wasn't good. It's just that there was no arena for it. We didn't want to hear that. And also, we would not have believed it because no one was doing that on yeah. the roads that time and then spitting about it. It was like, no, nah, everybody was nice. Yeah, <laughs> friendly hip-hop. Yeah. yeah, Rodney P and them lot were the baddest boys on the road. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? London Posse, they were, they were, when they were spitting gangster stuff, it was kind of alien to us. It's like, right, these guys are really serious. Right? Do you know what I mean? And they were talking a certain thing that everybody's bad now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody in the road is a bad man. Everybody thinks they're hard. So everybody thinks they're a drug dealer, right? Do you know what I mean? But when we were younger, back in the 90s, we were called to say, no, I'm not bad. If I, I wouldn't, I remember I used to carry a knife and my friend said to me, would you stab somebody in cold blood? And I didn't know what he meant. I was 16. I used to have a butterfly knife and I'm stabbing the bus, you know? Yeah, yeah, stabbing <laughs> yeah. the back yeah. of the plastic and like, digging the chair, out. feeling like I'm hard. Like, right, <laughs> if you talk to me funny. <laughs> That's how it starts. Start like, what? carving <laughs> off the back of the bus and that making feels. Trying to like... intimidate people like some old people, like, yeah, what? Ooh, carving in, like, initials. <laughs> initials. Yeah. Was it? Was it? W-O-Z. I was it. Can't even spell it properly. Right? <laughs> right with my butterfly knife. My plastic handles. Not even the real butterfly knife. The plastic handle one. But my bedroom, he saw me doing it and he was bad. Right? And he said, could you stab somebody in cold blood? And I was like, what does that mean? And he said, unprovoked. Nobody ain't done you nothing. You, guy, you don't like his trailer, you just go up and stab him. I said, no. He goes, we're going to put the knife away. Yeah. He goes, because if you pull that knife on me, I'm going to make sure that you have to use it. Never carried it again. So it was that time where if you wasn't about that life, you could say, I'm not about that life and it was cool. But now everybody- Everyone has to be about that You life. have to. Or, yeah, you have to pretend, or pretend yeah. that you're about that life. Do you know what I mean? So that's why the arena's open because- you know, when you hear people that are about that life, like gigs are no longer, they're about that life, or they was. So when you hear them spitting it, it makes you feel tough for a moment. Gives you an emotional so, Yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm that way too. And it's yeah. like, you're not. <laughs> you're not like them, right? That's the reason why you like the music, because you want to be like them for three minutes. Right, do you know what I mean? These guys are really about that. Right, do you know what I mean? So, you know, I think it's sad that the street is very much trying to act hard when it's not. Mm. Right, do you know what I mean, just be who you are. Just be about the music more. Yeah, time. yeah, you know, but you know, I can go on so. So, like, you've been around for like twenty five years. You've yeah. done a lot. I mean, you was on Choice at one point. Mm -hmm. Did you meet Jenny Francis? Mm -hmm. oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> you met Jenny. So, yeah. did you get gas when you see that she was on Storms's album? Do you know what? Let me tell you something. I've got so much love for Storms because, besides him doing it independently. Besides him being from my ends, right? Because I live in, I'm from, well, originally Brixton and Stratton, but Norbury, and he lives at Heath, but he's moved out now, which is what he's supposed to do, right? Um, but Stormzy, until he moved, Stormzy was, you still see him walking around with his dog that looks like a lion, by the way. He's got a dog <laughs> that is probably as tall as that, that sign. I, like, I was in our local stakeout, which is where everybody goes, right? And I saw him, he had his hoodie on, he's walking through. And I just saw this lion in front of lion. him. And I went, Ra, is that Stormzy? So everybody, yeah. So I went out to speak to him. And, I said, and he goes, Raw, Richie. I said, no, no, no. You come over and leave that lion over there. Because I know <laughs> if it was to attack me, there's nothing you can do. Right? And he was laughing. About, but he's still a person that he's, he carries himself with, a, even the chicken shop. That's in our ends. The chicken shop with him and what's her name? Maya Jammer. Maya, Jammer, yeah. yeah right? that, that, that's our chicken shop in Norbury. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, right, that's the one that everybody goes to when it's late, right? So for me, seeing him still be humble, but being as successful as he is and, and bringing in the guys then, for me, I've just got so much love for him because he hasn't changed 
even in his come up. Because I mean, Stormzy's right at the roof now. Yeah, he's at the top. He's Pinnacle. at the top, right? Do you know what I mean? But you see Stormzy and Stormzy's still that guy that will have time and act like maybe he's not at the top. I love things like that because it shows me that no matter how successful, because you know what, industry can change you. But the industry only brings out the demon that's naturally inside you. So if you are a humble person and your demon is just the fact that you're humble, more success will make you more humble. Of course. But, you know, if you're a person, you see them, you can, I can say this now and just fit through your Instagram and look at certain people's pictures that are not doing that well, but are trying to pretend they are. Yeah. And just think, it's right, if you really had the money, what would you be like? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to talk to them. Yeah. Because already they're acting like you, you follow them. They're not even following you back. And you go, hold on a minute, you're not even a star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Who is you, man? Oh, I think Richard's sending. You know? no, He's sending. No, no, because they don't know that I notice these things. And I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. But you've been there. You've seen, you've acquired the money. You've seen the success. But, I've, lost I, it. but I, I'm from a different generation. So like, even on Instagram, let's say, all right, I'm lucky to have how many so many followers. But, 10% of those followers, I also follow back. So let's say I've got 115, I follow 15,000 or whatever, whatever it is. But I do that for a reason, right? Because for me, it's, it's not, yeah, I'm the star and you should be lucky that you're following me kind of thing. I'm also letting them know that I still, if it weren't for you, I couldn't have these I'm numbers. Yeah. Right? So when I see people that are not famous, they're just Instagram famous. Mm. Going on like they've got, 10,000 and they're following 47 and they're acting like to me it's like <laughs> you're not famous like behave yourself but like you ain't got the answer like I didn't they like with women that do it it's like most of these guys just want to sleep with you they're not really your fans they just want to sleep with you so recognise it for what yeah. it is right don't get gassed because as soon as they see you start getting a bit fat or you're not cutting it no more all of a sudden on your numbers are not one. going up yeah, <laughs> you go, putting up the same pictures yeah. but your body don't look the same it's like I, was, I know it's that picture that we've got the same likes right do you know what I mean it's like yeah because there's a new girl or there's a new guy with a new swag that's come through but if you was always humble in your way right do you know what I mean like you know there there was a woman that made me a cake in with my face on it for I her. I saw that earlier on. Birthday cake. Birthday cake. Yeah. So I reposted it and I also gave her a shout out. And people were saying, oh my God, that's so nice. And it was like, yeah, because I recognise that she probably sent me that thinking he's not even going to see it. Let alone am I going to repost it. But I reposted it to let her know that, number one, I was always raised to know that you, you're successful at a time when you are and then when you're not, you're not. So if you are successful, don't act like, yeah, me that. Because it's God's time. I'm a very godly person. It's God's time. God has given you that time. You've got your window. But he also wants to see how you act in this time. Because when your star starts to decline, you'll still ride a level of success based on the fact that people like you. So, so Do you know what I want to take this back to? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, your bankruptcy. Yeah, go ahead. I was watching Loose Women. Big mm. up Loose Women. Hang mm. in. <laughs> loose Women. And um, <laughs> I like that. you were just saying how... When you was bankrupt, no one was hollering you. Oh, my like phone was working. Phone my, phone, was... my phone was dead. It was, that's the case. Thought it was on silent. But that's the, always been the case. Like if you yeah. listen through like music or any like successful person, they always say as soon as you hit broke, like you won't see, you'll see who's there for you. And then when they rebound, they rebound yeah, much stronger. Well, let me go even deeper than that. So you, you see, you raise that point. I was on Instagram when I, just after doing Shrek. So this was um, 2011 to 2013 and I came off of it because my partner at the time didn't want me on it and you know we had, and it was like okay cool so I just deleted it so I was off of it 
for about maybe two years or so. And I didn't miss it. It was like, yeah, it's cool. I don't know these people anyway. And I've got my circle of friends. Anyway, when I got, when EastEnders announced to the papers that I was going to join the show, my niece, my sister's daughter said, uncle, you should start an Instagram. And I was like, nah, right? And she was like, no, you should because you have something to sell now. You're selling you, right? How old is she? She was, she's 15. Speaking the truth. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? And I was like, do you know what? You're absolutely right. So she goes, she goes, uncle, let me set it up for you. So literally she took my phone. She goes, it's done. And as she did it, like, so she, let's say she set it up, but she never gave me the phone back straight away. About an hour later, she goes, she goes, I've set it up. She goes, uncle, look how many followers you got. And within an hour, I got 600 followers. And then she goes, by tonight, you'll have a thousand. Literally by midnight, I had a thousand. I wasn't on screen yet. Now, let me go back. When I had Instagram uh, prior to, I was on Instagram for two years and I had 3,300 followers max. Never went higher than that for two years. The night I had 1,000. Now I've got 100 and whatever, right? But the fact that, and it goes up every time I go on screen. So I sit at home, right? And my face comes on screen. I look at my Instagram, follow, 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 follow. So I also Probably know... because they're trying to move to you, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but, but, they see you with that little baby and they're like, oh, no, but, but, you've got father skills, you know. Yeah, well, my son's 16. I definitely got father skills. But, <laughs> but think about it this way. So that's the same as you. You, you. Do you drive? No, I don't. Okay, so you're going to be taking your lessons and tests soon. What, that would be your thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's You're going to do that. <laughs> no, you're going to do that. But any of you drive? Yeah. No. Right? So you remember... The amount of friends you got when you told you but you passed your test. Oh yeah, my work was full. It's the same. That's the yeah. first taste Sick of stuff. But I'm interested yeah. to know as well. But like you said, when when you went bankrupt, your phone wasn't ringing. Mm -hmm. When you started becoming more successful again, mm -hmm. how many people then came back? Okay, I'm a funny dude because I one yeah, I was thing about say, and how do you react to that? No, I'm I'm a funny dude because I'm I my energy is very warm and I and I'm um, I'm a generous person by nature but I'm also a very stubborn Torian and I'm I was raised by my grandparents oh yeah I'm deep and I'm, <laughs> I'm my granddad's son in the sense that he took no mess so if you diss me back then don't get me wrong I'll say hello to you yeah but you will know okay that's as far as it goes it. the window's up because I'm like Drake when Drake first came out. He didn't forget. You know, Drake was always spitting like, yeah, I, mean, I liked you, you didn't like me. And, you know, where was you and all these tracks he was doing? But I like relate because it's like, that's what I'd be like. But I'm not in your face saying, where was you? Because yeah. I don't need to do that. Like, yeah. That's petty. But I recognise. So when I made the example of my phone, more followers, I don't get gassed and go, rah. I, I go, ah. Oh. So then somebody might message me and go, oh, what are you up to? And I'll be like, you just saw me on TV then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that person. People are transparent though. Yeah. And they go, oh, no, yeah, funny enough. Yeah. Even if they're typing, yeah, funny enough. And I'm like, just say what it is. Yeah. Right? Be because I'm not situation. believing that it's like I was on your mind. You just saw me on screen, but I've been in your WhatsApp for a little while. Yeah. But my WhatsApp from you has been cold. And it's like, oh, there's Richard. Hey. Because you now want to say to your friends, yeah, how's it going, Richard? Yeah, it's in my phone yeah. book. Yeah. And then they want to ask dumb questions. What are you up to? And I'm like, filming. Yeah. What do you mean? I, I you don't even know how I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And cheeky, W-U-2. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like it's 2004 like or something. Like I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm 16, like I'm going to go play out. Like, <laughs> what are you up to? I'm filming. What are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm that person. I'm very much, I'll always have time for people because I was raised that way. But if you've 
if you are now, let's say, jumping on board, so to speak, you might think you've jumped on my train. You've just jumped on the platform. My train's already moved. Because I've seen, you can take that, bars. <laughs> lyrics for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm the that. caption. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, um, I remember the first time I like, got acquainted with you was on screen with a show called Singled Out. That's right. Back in 97, we started that. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. young. So yeah. I was watching that. Like, obviously, I was thinking, bro, there's like about 500 girls just walking around. You guys the goat. Yeah, like, that was all managed to go yeah, to the yeah. playground. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, as a young black man, mm-hmm. like, how did you transpire to get to where you are from the beginning? Because it's mad that like, you got to think the opportunities back then wasn't... The same. The same. And to be black, not to use the colour thing, but obviously, yeah. you know, yeah, to be sure. on that's screen yeah. on MTV, which is a channel you have to pay for them time. This yeah, chip cable. that's right. That's right. That's like, right. <laughs> yeah. To maintain, like, how, how did you do that? Like, what was the process? You know what? This is why, this, once again, this is where I, I don't want to bring down the tone but this is why I say I give glory to God because I was meant to unbeknownst to myself be that that beacon for the younger generation coming through because what I stood for was that you don't have to go to acting school you don't need to have a certain look or whatever if you've got a swag that works and you have the confidence they will believe in you because you have to remember something and I'll give it to you in this way are you into football yeah slightly are you into boxing? I dabble. I dabble. I don't dabble myself, but, uh, but you, 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 <laughs> I dabble in watching. You dabble in watching, but not deep, right? Yeah. But name me a famous boxer. Anthony Joshua. Why? Because Anthony Joshua is famous that crosses all barriers. Yeah. Okay. So you may not, I'm not into football, but I can say Rio Ferdinand and all these names. Why? Because mm-hmm. they are prolific players that cross all barriers. So with good music, right? It doesn't matter if you're into hip hop or not, or into classical or not. A good tune will cross all barriers right a good entertainer will cross all barriers I've all, like, that's the thing I was going to bring up I remember when I was younger you were always referred to as like the English Will Smith mm, the mm. English Chris Rock the English Eddie Murphy whereas you kind of like you had definite elements of all of them mm. but you spread so much more than that yeah but that thank you very much for that by the way but that's, that's right. no but that's because you have the mainstream had to find a way to pigeonhole me to, to say, okay, he's like, well, I knew Will Smith at the time. And Will Smith was one of my heroes because I admired that he was a rapper that was able to cross over, get into acting and wasn't good. He had to become good. Right. So we saw, his tra- if you watch the early Fresh Princes, he was terrible, right? And then he had to learn. And then I remember one scene where he cried when he said, why doesn't my dad want me? And Ooh. I was like, he's learned to act. That's it, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There you go. Classic right? I'm going to be all right, Uncle Phil. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> See, we- why don't he want me, man? I'm gonna get myself a big house. <laughs> no, but, but you know why? Because it was a great scene. So it's one that sticks in your head, yeah. right? But that's when Will Smith, for me, became an actor, right? So what I'm saying is, so I, I was a fan and then he became a friend, but I was a fan first because it was like, wow, Will is taking this thing serious. Now, this is the thing about me. I didn't want to be a presenter. I was a stand-up and luckily I was a good stand-up. So... You know, the, the business is like this. And you know, Grime Daily, you know, it's about a circuit. And you build up your name on a circuit and you go higher and higher. So Grime Daily has now become a very big thing that the rappers need to come through. Because you guys have made it so that it's like, I'm sure everybody that you know has come through this, these doors. Right, you know. But when you were starting out, you had to build your name to the point where they, they want to mess with you. And that's all it is. So I knew that I wanted to be Hollywood. That's all I cared about. But presenting came to me and I was like, I'm going to take it. 
So MTV, I remember watching MTV at home and thinking, I could do that. Because I already had the gift of the gab as a stand-up. And then, um, lo and behold, um, a woman called Tulip starts auditioning for a programme called MTV Base before it was a channel. One of the directors was showing Beckford that made the channel, but he's one of the directors on the show, one of the producers. And they asked me to audition. I auditioned twice, the third time they said, you got the job. And then all of a sudden, I'm now, my first interview was with Nas. The first day I got the wow. job, I had to fly to Paris and meet Nas. And Nas is high out of his head. I couldn't even talk to him. He's on a chair. And he was like this. And his boy, he's right, his brother actually, his brother was sitting next to him. Jungle. Jungle. And Jungle was asking the questions. I'm going, yo man, yo man. Like, you know, the guys come from far. But Nas was out of his head, he was gone. And he was doing That's a video amazing. with a rap group called, French rap group called NTM, that were quite political, right? And I, <laughs> it's so funny. I remember they were, he was high and he was doing this thing. And then man, they were rowdy in French. So he, one of the French guys pushed him. And it woke him up because he pushed himself far. He nearly went across the building. <laughs> and I remember he came back. He was like, what are you doing? But he didn't realise that Europeans were quite aggressive as well. Yeah. Right. And this guy, this guy looked like a, he was like a pit bull. Right. And literally, and Juggle was like, yo, man. But like, literally, he woke him up like, say, you better, you better fix up because these guys are not playing. Yeah. Right. And I remember standing there going, rah, I'm in Paris. I've never been to Paris before. I'm right here with Nas and they're doing a video and I'm here. What a surreal experience. Oh, my God. I've, well, you want me, I'll give you a deep one. Never said this before. Anywhere. You've seen the film Biggie's film, right? Yeah. Okay. You remember the scene where Faith says to him, you're at the awards, but you're supposed to be in the UK now, mm. right? Okay, pause. Uh, okay. He was meant to come to the UK because I was meant to interview him. What? In Café de Paris for MTV, just me solely. He was meant to come over and do an exclusive interview. He had been over before with Tim Westwood and he did an interview sick with- Sick interview, yeah. With cool, uh, Craig, Craig Mack. Was yeah, there, that was sick. That was Remember sick, that one? Yeah. Okay. But now he's blown up. He, had, he was supposed to fly over the night, the day before, and do an interview with me in Café de Paris on Dean Street, right? <clears throat> the, 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 no, not Café de Paris, the, uh, Yo Sushi, Dean Street. <laughs> Right, <laughs> this is real. This is real, right? I didn't even know Yo Sushi was that was old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, back in the day, right? So, I remember turning up to work and mm. thinking, "Well, I'm gonna meet." Must be gassed. Well, let me tell you how it went. This is how real it is. So, I get to work. Remember, he's only supposed to fly over to do this interview. So I get to work. I'm in Yo Sushi and we're waiting. So I sat down. I goes, and everybody was kind of somber. And I was like, "What's wrong?" And they said, "Did you not get the message?" There was no social media at times. Yeah. Right. And they was like, we was trying to call you. I was like, no, no, I was in the car. So I didn't think, you know what I mean? I was in the car getting here. And they said, he's dead. And I went, who? And they went, Biggie. And I said, stop me. I thought they were joking. I said, stop being stupid. That's nothing funny. They went, Richard, he's dead. And I was, so I'm sitting there. Remember, he's supposed to come through the doors like maybe in half an hour. Right? And I'm like, stop being stupid. Biggie's here, man. We're going to do this. They said, Richard, they had to say it about four times. They said, he's been shot and killed. And I remember I sat there like this. Right, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And they said, and they said, he chose not to get on the flight to go to these awards, and he got shot when he came out of there. And I remember I was vexed, going, "Why did he go to the awards? Why, this guy would be alive yeah. now." But forget me, yeah, this guy yeah. would be because Biggie was the guy. Years later, I'm watching the Biggie film, and Faith says, "Aren't you supposed to be in the UK?" And I, and I was like, That's "It was me. like a, it was like a name yeah. check." Yeah, and he was like, "You remember?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean, he's like, he was supposed to. And I remember I said to him, "That." He was supposed to, I suppose wow, he would be alive now. So yeah, no insane. one knew that, but that's that's, that's an yeah. exclusive right there. Yeah. Wow. 
It's kind of wow. like how how do you kind of, how do you follow on from, on from that? that? N O T O R. Okay, so I mean, after MTV, you had your own show, right? Yeah, well, during I had it whilst I was on. So you were doing both. Yeah, I was doing both. So, who was your favorite guest? On, on either, to be honest. I mean, I watched well, your interview with Mel B where she talks about Puff kicking oh, her off puffing, the stage. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me, say it here to my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got you to be Puff or something. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, but me and, me and Mel were close anyway. So Mel, it was... I was friends with a lot of people that came on the shows. Right. Like Wyclef on MTV, Usher, um, both on MTV and on the Richard Blackwell show. And what it was is that one of the... I think one of the most favourites for me, besides Don King, was LL Cool J. Because I had met LL when I went to one of the MTV Awards. And we had to do an interview. MTV was really abstract. So we did an interview in one of those golf buggies. But in the studio. <laughs> driving around in the back of the studio in, I think this is Sweden or somewhere. And we were just, I was just making him laugh while doing an interview. And it was, it, was, it was a real thing. He was like, he just was always hugging me up and going, you're funny, man, blah, blah. And I'm asking <laughs> these questions and blah, blah. And um, so then what happened was, he was like, yo, man, anytime I come here, I want you to interview me. And I was like, cool, cool. So what happened was he then, about a year or so later, I got the Richard Blackwell show. He was coming over to promote uh, Deep Blue Sea. Remember that film, The Shark oh Film? Oh, yeah. shit. Well, I watch it back now yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I used to get shook at that scene. And Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not Wesley like Samuel Jackson. Yeah, exactly. And the shark just yeah, jumped yeah, out yeah. and he yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right? but oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's exactly. old. You need to watch it back like, no, it's now. Bad. Although I remember from, from that scene, yeah, LL Cool G, like, I'm all right, man. And then he gets caught by the shark and he takes off his chain and yeah, yeah. stabs the eye. That's all I remember from that. That film was deep, though. No, it was because the sharks were broke. Remember they had intelligence. They could all swim backwards. It's like, fish, you can't swim I have never heard of this film. Incredible. No, but if I feel like if she watches it now, she's gonna be like, "This film is so like." No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you were because the like effects me. are mad now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now the but effects are dead. Yeah, yeah. No, it's moved. It's, like watching, it's like watching Jaws now. Like you could just see the yeah. fake, like the <laughs> yeah. fake. But Jaws yeah. is still good. I watched Jaws the other day, and it's still good. But here's the thing. So he came over to do the promotion for that. I'm in the. I'm in basically in the studio getting ready to do my. Like we're just rehearsing. So he walks through and you could tell he just, he just, it was just another interview to him. So he's walking through and he looks at me, goes, yo, I never knew you had your own show. And I goes, this is my show. And he's like, ah, oh, let's do this. So straight, but- You must have felt gassed. Oh, yeah. it was great. We became friends as well. But what it was for these rappers and these people coming over was that they had then heard there's this young black guy, because I, was, I wasn't even 30 yet, right? This young black guy, he's got his own show and Americans, they love that. They're like, yeah, he's a go-getter, blah, blah. So Don King, he goes, I heard about your show. And he goes, I heard there was this young black guy and I had to do it, right? So we had everybody come on the show. TQ was my first guest. We were friends. We're right? sorry. We're sorry. No, but he was, he was t to this day, we're friends. And TQ literally, I said, TQ, I might get my own show. And I goes, but if I get it, would you come on? He goes, he goes, I'm your first guest. He goes, otherwise we're not friends. And literally I phoned him and I said, I got the show. And he goes, on flight, he flew over. And he did my first, and he actually says it on the show. He goes, Richard's my friend. He said he was going to get a show and I'm on the first one. So we- You needed to clip that. Yeah, Play that every yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before it's big, I was his first guest. So it was, it was a, you know what? But getting to your point about being black and coming through at that time, the, the mainstream was ready for the urban situation to come through. They were kind of ready they, because they could see that it was working because it worked with MTV, worked with Singled Out. Mm. And they was going, hold on a minute. Because they were afraid because it's like, rah, a black person, male or female, will white people buy into it? 
right? Not white people that are urban, like white people that don't look over the fence. And they were looking over and going, but funny is funny. So that's when I realized that actually, once again, if you're good at something, it doesn't matter what color you are, whatever, just be good and people will pay attention, right? Don't use your aesthetics as a deterrent or even the thing that's going to get you there. Just be good, right? Do you know what I mean? Bruce Lee is a name that people knew as a Chinese man, but he was so good that you couldn't deny him, right? Do you know what I mean? These, you, if you think about it, you go from rap, to art yeah, to true. anything. They couldn't deny them. Like Jay-Z, that Jay -Z. labels wouldn't sign him and shit. They wouldn't but. sign him. I, I remember, listen, I met Jay-Z once again. Another story. I met Jay-Z <laughs> uh, back... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I thought you was coughing. No, 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 I was good. I was like, that's Jay. I met Jay-Z when Jay-Z was... Jay -Z. <laughs> 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 his impressions, man. They're insane. No, no, Wait until you hear his gigs. It's another level. Gigs, <laughs> not on the spot, not on the spot, not on He's the spot. looking fly this week. It's on me now. Anyway, back, back, to, back, to, back, back, back to Hove, back yeah. to Hove, yo. No, but I met Hove when he was, well, he was big, but it was still underground big. Mm. And literally, and he was the most nicest guy. We literally, on MTV, I used to kind of freestyle and mess about and blah, blah. So I goes, Jay, I got a freestyle battle with you. And he was like, go ahead. And I was doing these bars and they were all right. It was just try the thing. And literally, I remember he just went, Jay, Jay, to the, whatever he did, right? And he actually turned around and goes, you won. And I was like, what, what? But what Jay was doing is Jay saying, this is your show. Yeah. You won. Right, do you know what I mean? So he was gassing me up because it's like, wow, how many people can say that they battled Jay-Z? And right? won. And won. But his thing is, you won. So then later on, this is when the club, um, what was the club in the West End on a Wednesday? Funky Buddha or something? No, no, no. no, no Come no. on, Bernie. Hanover Grand. You as a raver. Hanover Grand. Right, he's, he's like, like no, 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 not me, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing schoolwork. <laughs> nah. This, hey, this Hanover Grand was the spot where everybody used to go, right? And um, I took him, I told him to go to Hanover Grand. And Jay-Z was not so, fa he wasn't famous at all. They wouldn't even let him in the VIP, right? And it was like, I was like, Jay-Z. And I was like, who? So then, because I knew the manager, I goes, Jay-Z, man, let him through. And he goes, okay, if you're cool, I'll let him up. That's mad when you got a bus, Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm at the <laughs> like door like, yo. The VIP barriers. Like, please, can I come in? Jay-Z Jay was with his boys and it was like, nah, it's too many. I don't know. And I was that like, is hilarious. I was like, yo, this is, but Jay-Z to us was Jay-Z. Yeah. Right? And it was like, they was like, no, we don't know who he is. So literally, I then said to the manager, he's with me. And he goes, because I know you. So Jay-Z came upstairs. He goes, you got that so weight So you were man? the plug. Well, that's what I'm saying. For he goes, you got that weight. And I goes, I'm somebody out here. And he was like, so me and him. Was somebody. Fuck about me. Fuck I am. Know yourself. Right? <laughs> so me and him standing, we stood together the whole night. And he was like, you know what, bruv? You took care of me. He goes, because they weren't going to let me in. So he goes, I'll never forget that. And I was like, bruv, it's, I just want you to have a good time because you came on my show. And that means a lot to me because maybe the mainstream don't know who you are, but the people know who you are. Yeah. You right? need to tweet him now and be like, remember when I brought you no, in this time? Do you remember, remember this? Yeah. I'm bossy. I don't know if Jay-Z will remember now. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, I've been to many clubs and I get in free. So I don't know what. I don't like know. 40, 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got my own club. I don't even need to line up anymore. Got my own one. So, but yeah, these, I've got many stories, many. Mm. But go on, sorry. I feel like we can go on for time though. Like I really yeah. want to know about Shrek. Yeah. Shrek was a good time. You yeah. said that you had to learn how to sing. sing yeah, didn't you say you absolutely hated it? No, no, I don't know. Didn't you say that you absolutely hated it, but also loved it? Yeah, because the you're on stage for two hours in a suit. In a donkey <laughs> suit. Donkey, that. that's all right. Yeah. No, let me tell you something. Sweating. This, sweating is a nice word, right? <laughs> it's like I, I'm just having a shower. 
I'm just having a shower in the suit and, I, and in the singing part. So literally you had, the thing Sorry. is, so the mic, no, no, it's madness. So the mic's here. So you know when you get singers go, what? They move the mic away because they, they're not sure if they're going to break. Right, but it looks good. Like, oh my god, like this person. Yeah. But they they they're careful. It's like, eh, right. So, but the mic's here. Yeah. Right. You couldn't well, break. You got a hard cut. Move your mouth around. So, what the man telephone mic right close up in your teeth. It's right there. So I had to do a line where I go, just for you. Right. I had to hear all the way. Right. I just about can hear it now. Right. But that day, my voice wasn't ready. Right. So the mic's there, and it's a scene where there's a dragon chasing me. Yeah. So you've got people dressed in black underneath dragon and they're doing their thing. So they're right next to me where you are. And I start with, stop, just for you, right? And literally the audience and the guy went, ooh. Because <laughs> it was that show. If you didn't get a line right, they would come back and go, right, you messed up that line. Couldn't right? you have just swipe it out though and be no. like, yeah. No, no. Yeah, just Mariah carry yeah. it out. There was, no, there was no soul. It was just, just for you. And that was just <laughs> All right, And I had to oversing after that. I keep you. I was singing hard because I just wanted to let them know. No, I can sing. I can I sing. I can actually sing. Audience just went, no, nah, just talk, man. Just talk. <laughs> I don't know what you did yesterday, but today just keep talking. So it's, it's one of those shows where you couldn't hide and... If I wasn't training, I probably, I was about, I'm 15 stone now. I was probably, went down to like 12 because the suit and then the lights on you. So even when you're standing still, just you're dripping. sweating and people are looking at you like, yeah. mom. Couldn't they have sorted something out though? Nothing then at like all. Like a little fan you in had a donkey outfit. No, no, you had a cat suit, which made you sweat. Then you had the, the outfit that was made out of leather. You're, you're like a gimp, innit? Then really. <laughs> I felt like I was in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it, it, mad. it got real. You don't want to sing, you don't want to do nothing, you don't want to run. I always feel like, though, after shows, it must feel like the end of your concert. So I'd want to turn up. Did you turn up? No, you want to go sleep. You don't want to. <laughs> because, because you've got. Popping you, bottles, that. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because you've got two shows a day. Right? Oh, so you, by the time you want to celebrate, it's like, yeah, you better get your ass on stage. And you and did celebrate. that for two years? Two years, yeah. Wow, that's, that's hectic. But you see, here's the thing. Because I didn't want to be a presenter, I always wanted to be an actor. So I was finding my route into acting. So I started, when I went bankrupt, I Wait, started sorry. doing... Before you went bankrupt, was this before um, Mama used to say or after? No, this is before, Mama used to say, I went bankrupt after Mama used to say. Yeah. Right. So Mama used to say it was 2000 and I went bankrupt 2003. So, so was the music was just for you to get into acting as well? That was No, okay. So when I was doing presenting... Yeah, I want to have a time. Yeah, I've done a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've done a lot. Right, okay, yeah. so, so basically, I got on TV from 95 with the Rim McCoy. Oh, shit. But you were yeah. Doing- My G, oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. No, yeah, 95 is oh, when I did my first TV appearance. And that was He's a put even more respect on <laughs> That was He's gold. Crying. Nah, you understand, that was gold on TV. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. I remember that. He's like, hey, hey, real quick. Yeah, nah, I remember that. I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Yo. that was that was back, in, okay, so 95, how old was you? You wasn't born, right? I was one. I was out here still. Yeah. I was, <laughs> sticking on them titties. No, <laughs> one years old, like, what, say something. Right? But this is what I'm trying to say, right? So when you was one, I was my first TV appearance. Then I did Blouse and Skirt, which was another Blouse. show. Skirt, Yo. right? These are all the shows that were there for us to come through, like the ladders. And then I got MTV, um, two years later. No, I got Club Class, which was a stand-up show um, back in 1996. It was the first show, uh, flagship show for Channel 5 when it just started. Wait, was that when you were in the club and you were talking to bare people and that? Yeah. 
I remember that shit still. Ren, sorry, but how, how old are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Every single guest we've had on, he knows everything about everyone. I'm like, are you like 60? Nah, nah, nah. I'm still in research. I'm, I'm still young. Nah, not, not even research, but like I was... I was, he knows I was, everything. I was like eight, nine them times. So yeah, like, I'm yeah, watching, he knows. He I'm knows. watching TV and that, like, and like, obviously I had the chip cable in it. So like, man was getting MTV, like, yeah, all of that, all of that. So I remember yeah. there's no black people on TV at that time. So yeah, right. There was no, there was no black. I was kind of Lenny Henry was one of the first, and I was the second. That's real, right? Do you know what I mean? So I was the second black person to have his own TV show after Ian Wright. Right, because Ian Wright was a footballer. Yeah. But in terms of somebody coming from the circuit, I was I was a second in history. That club show, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. This is, well, a second because I had mine in 1996. And then I had the Richard Blackwell show in 1998, 99, 2000. Um, but what it was, so when I did the music, <clears throat> the only I was freestyling on MTV, messing around with different guests. So the record labels were like, we want to sign him. Not you. Yeah. yeah. Just right. from freestyling, yeah? Yeah, but because it's free advertising. Yeah. So it oh, didn't yeah, matter if they thought I could rap or not. If he does a song, it's we don't need to sell. pay MTV to get it played. MTV will play it because he's with MTV. Yeah. That's why my song went number three because it was yeah, like... it went well. It done well. Yeah, because MTV... I mean, I directed the video and I was very much... Because I was always in terms of art and I knew what I wanted the video to be, right? But I always said, like, I remember... Uh, what was it? Is it Hip Hop Weekly, the English one? There was a there was a hip hop UK or something like that. There was a hip, but they 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 were gunning me. Listen, I had a hard time. Rodney P was one of the Rodney P and um, oh I can't remember the other guy's name. He's gonna bug me. But there was only a few rappers that were showing love because they knew what I was doing it for. Other rappers was like, right, he's trying to steal up. And I but I said, but bruv, you know I'm not trying to be a rapper. I'm trying to let them pay attention to the scene so that you guys can really do this because this is your forte yeah. it's not me yeah. so all I'm doing is you're so, at the doorway to yeah. the white people thank you so I actually used to do interviews and say you think I'm good you need to see that person yeah right so that these people could come through and it's like alright Richard you've done your time but look who's here now that was all I did it for right do you know what I mean but you know I remember Rodney P I uh, saw him out and he was like bruv we know what you're trying to do. The older heads know what you're trying to mm. do, but it's just the youngers, they don't get it because they're young. Right? I mean, so I remember the hip hop magazine came up to me. <laughs> they brought an MC to battle me. I never forget, he's standing against the door like he was ready for a fight. Right? <laughs> 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 And it started because the, one of the guys, he had a column at the end of the book, uh, magazine and he just dissed me for a whole paragraph. Like, this, this, this. And I was like, and I thought, okay, he doesn't, he doesn't know what I'm like. Right, in a sense of in real life, like you can't say those things about me. Because I'm a comedian, you can diss me in comedy. My man's not a dickhead. <laughs> I'm not a dickhead. Yeah. So you can't say those things to me and it's just going to be okay. Right, do you know what I mean? But I understand because I make people laugh, people can assume. But Yeah, you, the funny guy's a dickhead, but it's not that. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm really not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, <laughs> It's really not. I'm, please believe. Right? Do you know what I mean? I've been doing martial arts since I was 13, and I'm, I'm, I, I can fight. Right? Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to pull a knife on you, but you will get papped up real quick. <laughs> Fuck your shit up. <laughs> you just went, rubber. Arm out your sockets, something will happen. <laughs> it won't be a traditional, like, I just punch. Like, when man says to me, I'll punch you in your face, I say, Do you know how far it is from your hand to my face? A lot could happen to you from that journey. It's not just gonna go that way where you're just gonna <laughs> pap, you might, you might start swinging it, and it's like, Right, bro, he's that, bro. It's not that. So, when he said that, I remember reading the piece and I was boiling up, and I goes, No, I need to see him. So then they, they said, Yeah, they wanna interview me, and I said, What, the guy? I said, Please. 
Right. Bring so him come. Yeah. <laughs> so I sat in the room and I was just looking at him and then he's caught sort of going, yeah, no, what it was. And I goes, okay, you need to understand something. If this was maybe in a few weeks ago, I said, I would have punched you in your face. Well, I said, I'm not that guy. I said, I can take a dissing. Like if you're going to cuss me and blah, blah, I'm a comedian. But if you go personal and then I see you, I expect you to look me in my face and go, what? Say something. So I can just fly over and do what I'm going to do. <laughs> but don't act like you never said it. No, no, what it was. But then we got to a real conversation. It was nice because he was saying, look, you know, we just don't know what you're doing. And I goes, okay, let's, let's go deeper. I said, let's go about rap music. I said, test me on anything. I said, and I will test you. Right? So then when, obviously, I, you know my beginnings. So when I was telling him about certain music, he was looking at, well, what do you know about these tunes? I said, what do you know? about these tunes. I said, I was there, right? So, and then I explained what I was doing. I said, all I'm trying to do is open the door. I'm not a rapper. I don't care about me being a star because I'm already, a I've got my own show. I said, I don't care about that. But I said, but I was raised that there's enough cake for everybody. Mm. So if the light's on you, just like Graham Daly, you bring people through, right? Do you know what I mean? You're not trying to go, yeah, guess what? We are the big people and you just got, you're going, listen, I can see you got something. Let me bring you through. Because if you bust, that's wicked on us as well. That's all it was. So I said, I was just trying to be that vehicle. Give the olive branch. Give the yeah. olive branch because there's not a movement here. So at, especially at that time. So that's all I was trying to be. And then he was like, and I goes, and you brought your boy <laughs> to speak with me. I said, who's probably a seasoned rapper. I said, you're, you're an idiot. Were you like, raw? guess what? Man's going up there to battle Richard Blackwood. I said, you're, I'm surprised your friends never said, just sit at home. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, he's, you really, even if you win, you're going to come and go, raw, man, defeating Richard Blackwood. Like, of course you did. Now, if we're talking about comedy, <laughs> yeah. then you will get tore up. But that, that's the worst thing to do is piss off a comedian. A comedian, because I'm just going to rip you, but it's rapping. Look at his crips. You know, I always feel shook. This is why I'll never go to a comedy show and sit front row. I'll get ripped into it. I'll go red and go to no, 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 but no, but I think people that sit in the front, they they, they know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you want it. And, yeah. and they still you want don't me to walk in, out. don't walk in while the comedian's on the stage or something, yeah, I'm just going to the front. It's like, yeah. you're cheeky. You never even sat down before I got here. I've got to rip you now just for the fact that everybody saw you. But I'm I'm personally not that comedian. I would only rip you. If you say something to me, then please believe that's how I started stand-up as a, a person that used to cuss. So now you've walked into my world. So it's like, oh, I've got, I've got to now, I'm sorry. And I'll just keep going. You won't like me for a while, I'm gonna, but you brought it on yourself. But Has anyone tried to fight you, like, has anyone got up in the middle, like, yo? <laughs> they kind of, you've had a couple of people go, all right. Like they, what it is, is they give you the, 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 the face. Like, man, serious. <laughs> Well, he's like this turning. Like, front yeah, row yeah, serious. Yeah, so you're paying yeah. to see me. <laughs> like, giving it the growl. And I'm like, bro, that doesn't, doesn't scare me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, you need to behave yourself with that. Because as I say, the worst thing in the world is for you. I'm not saying I can fight everybody. Obviously, I can lose a fight. That's not a problem. But you can't lose a fight with me because I'm a comedian. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You can't say, bro, did you get did Richard Black will beat you up? <laughs> it's embarrassing to say that Richard Black will beat you up. Even I know that, because it's like, hey, what, the guy that plays Vincent and EastEnders, he beat you up, right? Do you know what I mean? But I have nothing to lose because you already think I've lost. Mm. And I do, I martial arts, I like the style I do is MD Kung Fu. If you Google that, you will see that it's not a joke. This is what I do three times a week. You're, the fight will not go the way you expected it to go. You're fucked. <laughs> it will not go the way, it will not, if you just come in total, if you're a boxer, you will have a chance. Still not may not necessarily win, but you'll have a chance. But if you're just coming up to me swinging, you know what I mean? Like, and well, and the EastEnders vibes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, if you're talking too much, 
Like, ah, by the time you go, why are you doing Because I'm not waiting for you to <laughs> do what you got to do. That sound effect. <laughs> yeah. That's bones popping out, yeah. bro. <laughs> right. That's all you're going to hear. But, and you can't, so, but I'm in saying that though, it's more love. I think it's no, more, no. He just said he's going to pop your arm at no, your no. He's going to no. murk you front row, but no. it's more love. No, I'm, no, but I'm saying, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying it's more love that I get. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm older. I'm not, I ain't got nothing to prove. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's more the youngers I feel sorry for. Like the young, famous people that are coming through, especially MCs, it's like they just get attacked all the time. Right? Do you know what I mean? And I feel it for them because all they're trying to do is just create a lane for themselves and do well. But I find that MCs, they're the ones that get it the worst. It's like people just want to... YouTube, kill them. Yeah, I, f- I feel sorry for them because they. I, I think, come on guys, let these guys just do what they're doing because they are good at what they do. They're, they're artists. And even if they are spitting things that sound like, right, they're they sound like they're serious. It's like, well, it's just entertainment. You're not supposed to approach a man and go like, right, man, we really do this thing, you know? Like, the two worlds are not supposed to meet. If you're on road, just stay on road. But <laughs> I mean, don't approach this guy that's rapping, saying, what are you begging it for? He's like, he's just selling a, selling a product. Right, do you know what I mean? You're not supposed to really step to him on something. Yeah, I put it on him. It's like, he's supposed to back down. It's like, come on, bruv. Like this, I'm a rapper. Right, so I just, I don't know. Sometimes I think that the two, I don't know why they, mm. anyway. Sure. I feel like you've took a, a lot of risks as well. Because mm-hmm. you've had so many different paths, like presenting stand-up com- comedy and stuff. Did you find it hard? Because it is a big risk to put one thing aside and start something completely <coughs> new. Yeah, it is. But um, I'm a person, I believe that, you 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 sh- you have to- we're in the world of entertainment which means that you guys have got this major platform now somebody's coming for you that's standard for your spot yeah they're coming for your spot because you've got a major platform right do you know what I mean and so what you need to do is make sure that you're always shit hot but also know that you have to keep recreating yourself every few years so that when a person catches up like oh my god they've, they've changed direction Right, because if you keep, if you stay stagnant and just believe this is good, somebody will come and overtake you, right? So for me, I always know when to jump ship. Now I'm in a forte, which is acting that you can do for years. You can act until you're We're gonna see you like Dot. To, it's gonna to be our, 90. That's what I'm saying, 90. Yeah. She said the 90. 90. <laughs> Take you back you're to the 90s. Right. No, if somebody said 90 like that, you don't even feel old. <laughs> Man, 90. <laughs> like, yeah, man's 90. What? <laughs> say That's a nice way to say it. No, nah, like, but Dot is an absolute ledge. Like, t- t- taking it to yeah. like EastEnders. Woo! Who, yeah. I thought, you know what? Trudy's going to be gassed because she watches it. Like, okay, I'm, okay. I'm okay. Who was you most gassed for, character wise, to meet? Um, Steve McFadden. Yeah. Phil, big up Phil. Uncle Phil. Big yeah. up man yeah, like Phil. Right, Shirley. No. Grunt. No. <laughs> Oh, and Grant, even though I didn't do scenes with him, but I met him there and we became friends and stuff. But because only because they they, they don't play around. They're, they're acting as... Like, people don't really give him the credit he deserves as to how good he is. Because think about it. he's on the 20 stretch there already. Like. Yeah, come on. Listen, Phil Mitchell's a gangster. But that's the thing. He does it so well that you think he's really a gangster. He's an actor. Yeah. But you, he does it so well that I was really bad. Yeah, because yeah, as an actor, I remember that. Like, when I was younger, I used to watch, he said, he said, Oh, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Yeah. I think it was who was it in these standards? Martin Fowler, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I hate this guy. <laughs> and my boy's like, you know, just an actor, innit? Like, yeah, you know, it's not yeah. real, innit? Like, you know, it's a character, but like, 
I'm so into the song. Yeah, he played it so well. Yeah. That I feel he's a real person. Yeah. Like. The, the, the girls that bully um, Laurie's character. Yeah, Bex. Right, I always call them by the real names. But the people that bully her, the two, the black girl, the white girl. Yeah. Right. Um, not Tilly, not the girl with the blonde hair, not the one that's... Um, Louise. Yeah, not Louise, not Tilly. Even though she's the, she plays the character well, but I love, I love Tilly, she's like a little sister. But I know those two when they joined... But yet, when I watch them on EastEnders, I go to work and it's like, I want to grab yeah. them and say, what's wrong with you? Wait. But, yeah. but they do it well, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? So you you hate them and you want to see them get a comeuppance. But these are people that I give advice to off camera and go, keep doing what you're doing. But it's because I hadn't seen what they was doing on screen. And when I saw it, I was like, I don't even like them. But it's because they're so good, right? Do you know what I mean? Tilly, as I said, Tilly is, she's a different gear. Tilly's faced in real life, but she's got a charm with it. Right, do you know what I mean? And Tilly will bust joke with you all day long and blah, blah. So when Tilly plays the, the character that's a bit, you know, she'll take, like, the moody one, she does it so well. But, I mean, she's about 21. She's, she's, she's grown. Yeah. But she's just so good at what she does. I mean, everybody there is phenomenal what they do. And they, and they jump into character so quick. They can jump into emotion so quick. So sometimes, like... It must like, be quite rigorous. It must almost be, like, on the West End because you're there every day. Monday to Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, you're not, you may not be there every day. Like, your your basically, your work schedule you're, is Monday to Saturday. But your character but, might not be in... Yeah, so you, they might Vince say... Vince has been in, quiet recently, I can't lie. No, he has, he has. It's, you know what it is? What With EastEnders is that they, especially when you're bringing in new characters, they need to give that character the time so that the audience... Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the teenagers right now, isn't it? Yeah, and that's so that so you got to think about it. There are only so many families, so they ha sometimes the storyline is to do with maybe one family, and then the other families are not so apparent in the show because it's about so you know. But people, <laughs> I tell you what's funny, especially my own people. Black people fired me from the show before I'm even left. So I'm like, oh, you, you, you sure you're in these standards? Man, I ain't seen you. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, you got people in there? But they've already fired you. I'm like, no, nah, bro, I'm still No, I thought Ben left, didn't it? Like, I was still You're in a freelance contract left. or something. Yeah. <laughs> what, you were there for a year, innit? No, this is my third year. Oh, right, seriously, I'm not seeing you. Right? Have you been watching it? No, I know, but I'm just saying. Right? <laughs> don't expect <laughs> to see you there all the time, innit? <laughs> my man wants to fire you quick. I'm telling you something. The amount of people that have fired me from the show, my own people are going, oh, you still, right, you still, oh, right. And you go, right, bruv, leave me alone. But, <laughs> I'm still there, I'm still there, right? But yeah, but it's, it, you, you can't take it personal because you know that then you get a big storyline yeah. and you're there every yeah. day. You, you've right. had a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you I'm buried your mum in the basement. Yeah, yeah. She got she out. She wasn't though. dead though. She, she, no, got she got out. out. She was tough. Dug her way out. out. That's pretty Dug impressive. her way out. Dug her way out of the basement. Out of concrete. You know yeah, how I serious mean, you that is. Fat boy. I mean, I, I, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, wait. Oh, you oh, know. Oh, no. Let's talk about it. It's gonna start kung fu. Let's talk about it. I, I actually tried to save him. Yeah, but it was too late, so you had to finish the job. Yeah, what no, was the storyline with that? Because I heard I about the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was involved. I heard he <laughs> some crud. No, he, he, he was in the boot of the car. Yeah. Yeah, but then you open it and you're like... Oh. Yeah, I know. He was... But yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah. scene. I, saw, I didn't watch... East, I started watching EastEnders. Last time I watched EastEnders, I was saying to Trudy, was learning, like... Was the name Johnny Allen and yeah, that was actually a million years ago. Yeah, Phil and Grant and that was having a shootout. That was the last time I proper paid attention to it. Yeah. Wow, that's before but, you got five years for a gun. Yeah, <laughs> before that, that's what but, you knew. Yeah, that fat boy scene, man, that was sad because no, you and him, you and him had built up a bit of a relationship. You locked him in a cupboard. Me and him in real life are good friends. Yeah, me and him in real life are good friends as yeah. well. So yeah, Ricky, it was it was a tough one, but um, did you find it hard acting it, doing it? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And, but also, it was, I mean, obviously, you, there was no one in it. There's just a camera looking up at you. But oh, it was, what? Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's, it's, it was... It <laughs> you was, ruined it. What, I thought like, you actually crushed him. <laughs> no, 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 he's really alive. <laughs> he's out there in these streets. He's in East London, you see him. <laughs> but it was more, but playing, you see, doing the emotions is quite tough. Because it was late at night, it was about 2 a.m. And it was the last scene of the night. And literally, and it was cold. And I remember I had to open this thing and then... Christmas, yeah, and I had to sit there and hold his chain and cry and stuff, and it was tough because you, you, he's not really there. So I've got to now think of something to make me want to cry. And, and I tell you something that's really hard, especially for strong men, it's hard for us to cry because we're so busy being strong in situations. You know what we're like, like we could be outnumbered by a group of guys and we still act like, what? Yeah, fuck that. It? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But we're, we're scared. <laughs> like, we're, Step forward, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you're gonna get a bluff in here. Man's about this life. Hoping that they'll go right, Larry. <laughs> and you get a beating. But it's it, and women too. Women, it's a different time now where it's like you have to act much harder than what you really yeah, are. Instead of just playing it cool, playing and cool. Yeah, right. everyone wants to, yeah, like, prove a point. Yeah, like girls are putting up on their Instagram, no feelings, I have no feelings. Like, of course you do, right? <laughs> Get yourself. <laughs> you know feelings. If you went and looked for that post, you got feelings. You're in that way. You went and looked for that. Right? I'm <laughs> laughing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm feeling it, but I'm like, definitely haven't done yeah, that before. I'm, I'm pulling, on my, pulling on my collar right now. Yeah, like, right. shit, I think I've actually put no feelings yeah, as a caption yeah, before. Yeah, I think yeah, I've yeah, actually yeah. put that exactly. No feelings. <laughs> or like, trying to, no trying to make me feel a way because you've got to get the Drake lyric in there as well. And you want people to go, feel no like, ways. Oh. But people call Are you me, right? That's right. That's right. Are you cool? Are you cool? Talk to me. Yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, yeah. man. I'm blessed. Yeah. Nah, don't want to talk about it on nah, social media. On yeah. Don't want to talk about it. Just letting the ops know. WhatsApp is just a black screen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> ops me. You know you, you pissed know. off a girl when her WhatsApp picture disappears black, as well. It's just black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah just there's the no of the picture. Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're worried if you're deleted or not. Anyway, you're checking to see if it goes. Yeah, you're checking to see if it gets delivered or not. Because then you know whether you've been blocked. Yeah. Then you're trying to text us and that if it goes blue. Oh, you all the time, boy. <laughs> 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 no, if, I, if a woman's face just goes like, I wouldn't even try. I think like, no, either there's something wrong with her or it's me, but I ain't even, I'm too proud. It's you done. You get back to me it's when you get back to me. It's done by that point. Yeah, no, I'm, mm -mm, Do you no. know what I think is mad, yeah? When you deep it and you see an, an actor aging and you think, raw, like this is real life. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'll see, I'll start, I swear Abby was tiny like 10 minutes ago uh, and what, now she's a big, big woman in a blouse. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where, where she's did that had happen? pregnancy scandals and everything, blood. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, for real, I'll see a glimpse of it and I was like, no, she's looking real. like yeah. a teacher. No, no the maddest one is Stacey. Because Stacey come into it as like a runaway teenager and now she's like married Lacey, with yeah, bare Lacey kids. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ben, I think it's crazy because that's Ben. ben. Like, but Ben's had like four different actors. Yeah, but you yeah. see, I've been there from when Ben was like born. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the kid went to prison yeah, and then yeah. come out and then he turned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big man. Yeah, he's no, a big, he's a big man. man. Yeah. But, but Eastenders is that vehicle because yeah. you got to remember, they, they, you, that's why people love it so much because you join with whomever you start following and you literally watch them grow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can like, say, because like when I was a teenager, like I fell off and I didn't watch it anymore. But when I was a kid, my parents watched it. And mm. now I'm an adult and I watch it. So there are, there are characters in that show that I have known my entire life. Exactly. And so... And, Different and, now, it, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. true though. When you see on screen, like, when I see Carol, I think I saw Carol come back. Like, yeah, Carol's she back, in the... Yeah? No, she's gone again. But, but she was back, back for a bit. Yeah, I remember yeah. I was like, yo, I 
Swisher Marita Allen and your yeah, Bianca and one of them. Yeah. Yolandi was in it again the other day as well. Yolandi came back for just one episode, and I was like, "No way, one episode." Yolandi, yeah, they went up to Birmingham. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Even Paul, when Paul got killed and that, and the doctors and the brothers and that, I was, oh yeah, listen, and Mel, Melody used to be fine. She was in the van or something with Paul when Paul died. Jumped in a cab and yeah, Paul, Andy was gonna, Andy had to do something for Andy and that. That's when Eastenders was like proper G, like. Gangster Steve yeah. Owen times and that. Yeah, man. yeah, no, it, 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 I'm Steve it goes, Owen, it goes you know, through with the exploding cycles. Car. Listen, I used to <laughs> EastEnders, yeah. I remember it used to be two days a week before it used to be Tuesday and Thursday. That's right. That then it comes back to Monday. Then yeah. it comes on a Monday one, eight o'clock, you're set for life. Yeah, now it's, <laughs> and then it's, it's, I remember it's every when day the Friday started. Yeah. yeah. I remember when the Friday started. Yeah, and that's but you think about it, that's how long it's been. So now I've come in where it's Monday all the way to Friday bar Wednesday. Yeah. So that's why you're in like Monday to Six Saturday filming because you got you got five episodes to shoot. Yeah. Right, what was know? it like going in? Because obviously, like the Denise Kim Patrick dynamic has been going for a while. Yes. And like your character, there was a lot of like resistance to your character that's from right. their characters. Yeah. But you've kind of been accepted now. Mm-hmm. Like, were they are they that tight in real life as well? Yeah, we're all yeah they are. Like like because what happens is like the the family. If you get assigned to let's say to a family, naturally you work in. 24-7 with each other so you just grow it's like you guys being in here you grow a natural bond alright you know and then somebody new comes in why <laughs> that bond man GRM family it's like King Kong where yeah, you yeah. Yeah. I thought something was wrong she had heartburn or something man yeah, you, you know like to me, yeah yeah family like you got two hearts you're like you're <laughs> So try and work on one at least, but I'm just telling you, it's not going to work out for you. I'm just telling you that, right? But yeah, but, no, but I'm just saying, right? So with, um, so when I came in, to be fair, I knew Tamika from before because right. um, she used to do stand-up and stuff. So I knew from the second. Oh, really? Yeah. They're funny guys on EastEnders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Like, Tami- Kim is a jokes character, Tamika's you know? funny in real life, though. Don't play with her. When, she, when she's on set and she does some stuff, normally it's like maybe the second or third take that we can stop laughing. But the first yeah. one, forget it. Who's, is, that, is, that the, is that the black That's girl? That's Kim. Yeah, that plays my, my wife in it. What, Kim Kim? Denise's Kim, sister. Denise. The mad oh, one, the one who's... Yeah, yeah, yeah she's a G, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she don't play around. Yeah, yeah don't yeah, play yeah. with her, right? When she's... When her she's, face is set up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah she's, I know you're talking but about. But she's, she's so funny in real life that literally, even though they write it for her, she would ad-lib something because she's, she's just that good. And we are crying, right? And they go, okay, we're going to shoot it. So by the time we shoot it again, we've kind of heard it. But yeah. she might just change it up a little bit. So now I'm trying to... With my face, I want to bust up. But it's hard for me because as a comedian, I then want to come with something, but I can't. My character's Think a bit more straight. Yeah. And yeah, bring yeah, back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's what we do. Your character's right. kind of the straight man the straight to her man. craziness. Yeah, exactly. So I let her do crazy. And then my, dy- my dynamic comes from being a straight guy. That probably- Is that as soon as they yell cut, you're just like, you just start hitting her with all these comebacks. No, we're, we're just laughing. Sometimes, no, because we, we get each other. Like sometimes maybe her character has to say to me, and I'm not allowed, there's nothing on the script for me to say something back, right? So I go, and then as soon as cut, I go, you know, in real life, but then there's times where I go to a woman, right? And then it cuts and she look at me going, if I could just, and I'm like, hey, it's not, 
Script is script. It says Mark Vincent and then it says cut to another scene. You need to shut up. <laughs> so we have, but we have that banter because we know that one of us is going to get it at some point. Yeah. But people don't realise who's really funny and that's uh, Diane that plays Denise. Yeah. Oh Denise. my gosh. Denise, and when it comes to man. music, you have her on this show and talk about music. Don't play with her. That. I call her. I call her Jedi. I would love that. I call her Jedi. Don't she does not her. play. Don't play with it. She will come with some tunes that you go. How do you know about that? Deep, you know, like name that tune where you might sing and maybe at the first bar. Yeah. yeah, she'll tell you what it's called. Boom. She like literally. She knows everything. She's a G when it comes to music. So what's the food like on set? Like you live in like gourmet food or? No, I can imagine like... it's like jacket potatoes. Yeah. Bow. Hire me. Don't get wrong, you get some nice cuisine. You get some nice cuisine and then someday you go, uh, you know, like, it's good. I feel like it'd be like a bit of fish and chips. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. You can get, some days you can. Fridays, right? Fridays. 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 Right. <laughs> right, that's the same for everybody. You know when your mum doesn't cook? Fish right. Friday. Mom, fish on so a Friday. Like, liver. Like, no, mum, I want, can I have fish and chips? Go on, go get liver. Go on, go get liver. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, you get fish and chips there, but it's, it's, it's literally like school dinners. One day you go, oh my God, you got apple crumble and whatever and then one day you go what is that <laughs> can you, you just go, leave set and go, yeah, go, go, yeah, yeah, let me go get yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some bland chicken leg. Yeah. Yeah. no the chicken tastes nice because you got you got some chefs up in there right do you know what I mean so as I say sometimes when they do the chicken you, you go in on the chicken but as I say sometimes they go you know what let me do a little cuisine something different and you when you, you know when you have to ask what it is when you can see it and you go what is it and it still don't I did, even when they tell you, you go what you go, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah if I can't identify yeah, what I, that is, I'll have a tuna sandwich. Like, that's water, right? If that, you look at that and it's like, what colour is that? What is that? And they sell you, you go, raw, that, really? You, and you still don't want it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like you, sometimes. You see the props, yeah? Like, you know, like the beer and stuff that they put. Is there like actually beer coming out of there? Is there pumps? Yeah, stuff, yeah, stuff coming out. It's imagination running. Nah, because yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm, no, this is all the stuff that I want to. <laughs> you see what I want on the vegetable? Is it real? No, it's most, That's most a good of question. It's, it's real. No, it's <laughs> on a level, is it real? No, it's real. It's so real. when they're cooking in the cafe and that, and then they're, like, they're making actual food and that, like. no, it's food already made. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's they, the one thing about EastEnders, I give it to them. They they make it as real life as possible. Even the train when the train's going past. Back in the day, I remember I used to look on the map like, where's Wolf? Like, yeah, 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 Wolf doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I thought he did. Yeah, as, right. as a youngster, as a yeah. So that's that's a CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, but the the bridge is there. Yeah. <laughs> right. they, they, they keep it alive do you know what I mean so you it, you are in a small town like when you're there on set it's it's a real buildings it's it's real yeah right you know what I mean so you're really there's real shops it's really it's really there does anyone act up like a deaverish like I'm not doing this today or I'm not reading this line nah nah no one's like that because what it is is that when you're on set when you come to work like I say we're all a family so we know the aim is to get through the scene. Make it as good as possible, but get through the scene. So if one person is acting up, you're making it hard for the other people in the scene to get through the scene. So you would, it's like you're being selfish and nobody wants to be seen as that. So we're, it's really weird. We're more, we're all, it's, I've said it before and people don't believe it, but we're, all of us are friends. We're all, because we're, we might start work at maybe get there at seven in the morning. I might work till maybe six, seven at night. So we're there together all day. So it kind of makes no sense to act up when you have to see these people all the time. You don't want to be that person when they go, no, I don't like, you don't want to be that person. There, I mean? There's always lots of rumours that you and Danny <laughs> Dyer are obviously because you're the two most high profile people on the show, I guess. One of, I guess. <laughs> well, I definitely, I'm one of, I don't know if I'm the highest though. 
I mean, but like the both of you together, like you joined at similar-ish times. Yeah, he, and no, he's always, like about a year before two years ago. Yeah, so there's always rumours saying that you two are beefing in like the tabloids. Oh, no. No, no, we're friends, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's there's no, there's. I mean, me and Danny are friends anyway, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's never, ever, ever been any kind of beef between me and him. But there's no beef with him or anybody. Like, it's it's really not like that. We're all... I, I can't express it enough. And I'm not just saying it for saying it's sake. We just really, really get along. Everybody there is like, you, because there are times where we, we might come to work and we're... Just be, do what, that, yeah. man. <laughs> Your Both family, sides. man. Both You're going to have so many bruises, Rebecca. <laughs> no, I don't think she will. This is regular. I'm, listen, I, I hate to be that guy, but can we have a break? Because I need to go wee. Go wee. But first, your shape up is a madness. <laughs> We love you, Hobby. This this shape up must be fresh. No, it's, it's a couple. It's a bad day. Hey, back on That's the flip side, yo. Back day. on the flip side. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trudy Barry. Make sure you subscribe TBC Podcast on iTunes. If you have any suggestions on guests that you would like to hear on here, then just drop us an email at tbcpodcast at grimedaily.com. We're back on the flip side of the TBC Podcast with. Richard Blackwood. Absolutely. So I was type. I was actually sipping the lemonade, the warm the lemon. room temperature. <laughs> room temperature lemonade. That's how they deal with you up you here. You don't get this. It's, it's really grime for real. Like, when I was like, <laughs> no ice. It's just grime. It's like dirty it's cups. <laughs> the man who gave me a cup that he just used, like, yeah. <laughs> just sip from it and like, wiped it off. Yeah, shit. Like, yeah. Nothing, up on the nothing. Yeah, yeah. up on lemonade. <laughs> But no, it's all good. These cups are like American cups. I like these cups. Make you feel important, innit? Some house party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like... Hey, like, fill up my cup with some yak. <laughs> some Put some kool in here. I feel like I got some syrup. Yeah. <laughs> You're sipping on lead. <laughs> but for the people out there, I'm not because um, I'm on EastEnders. I never do Are that. you filming tomorrow? Not tomorrow. No, I'm filming until next week now. What, because of this whole terror thing? No, 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 no. Because literally my next scenes are next week. That's what I'm saying. Some weeks, it's like some weeks are great because you're you're in maybe one or twice a week and you think, oh, wicked. And then next week they're like, yep, yeah, Monday to Saturday, which means you've got to get up at five o'clock in the morning. So what, you can't jet off like when your scene's not happening so you can be no, like, yeah, a week No, no, you better stay, you better stay ass in town. <laughs> Swear down. Because they might call you and say, actually, we want to shoot a scene with you later on, make yourself available and you just got to be and available. And I guess you have to like sit in the background in the Vic a lot and stuff. Yeah. Do you have an annual leave form or something? Like, how does it work when you need to go on holiday? I would <laughs> like to go on holiday. No, you've got an emergency. <laughs> no, like no, sorry, your character's going to kill yeah. someone. You're here for life. No, like if you're there for a year, they give you a certain amount of days holiday. But it's yeah, that's that's about it. You know, certain you know. amount of days, not even weeks, you know. No, a few weeks. But yeah, yeah that's about it. You're not going to get a long time. Because yeah. you've got to think about, as I said, you've got to think about how many episodes they shoot. Yeah, because it's yeah. four times a week, isn't it? This yeah, well, no, it's, four, it's, four well, it's, it's Monday to... It's five? Yeah, it's four. Yeah, four times a week. Yeah, right, yeah. So... Yeah, you got four episodes to shoot a week. Half an hour episodes each. So that's a lot. And we shoot two months in advance, six weeks in advance, something like that. Yeah, so you you are technically working every day. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's Vincent saying in the next few months? Ah, you see, that I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it, yeah. you tried it. Good, I tried to just slip it in there. It's just good, like, it's good. I can't, because, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's good, but the thing, I'll tell you the thing with EastEnders is that because so many people are invested in the show, it's so easy for the actors to go, oh, this is coming up, but you lose your job. Yeah. It's done. You, you just can't because yeah. people because people are really interested in what's to come. And and people say, just tell me, man, I won't tell nobody. It's like, of course you're going to tell. Of course you are. That's yeah. like Bookie's when it was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lucy yeah. died. Who killed Lucy? Who killed, yeah. Was it who killed Lucy? Oh. Bobby. Bobby, yes. Bobby, yeah. See, I don't watch the thing. No one saw that coming. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, no one saw that coming because I remember I joined just as that happened. Put money down on that and shit still. I wasn't even watching the show. And that. No, did no, no. <laughs> Who did you bet for? I put bear people. I can bring up the bet now still. I'll show you still. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was real. It was real. We never knew. Only the people that was in that scene knew. Yeah, no. Because that was a li- that was during the live, live episode. Thing. I joined on the live episode. Oh, really? Yeah, the 30th um, anniversary. So I your first scene was a live one? Yep. What wow. year was that, 2014? That's like it? a baptism of fire so, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Luckily, I didn't need to speak. I literally had to walk and look at Phil's house and give a look like to say, yeah. Oh, I remember that. I yeah. probably would have started creasing, though. <laughs> no, you can't because it's live. So you're, you're creasing. I mean, I mean there was, a, there was the wrong name incident that happened. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I felt it for I her. About that. I who who done that? Uh, what's um, her name again? Tanya. She, yeah, she left now, but I felt it for her. <laughs> yeah, she's left now. Yeah. But I <laughs> she said an actor's real name. She said um, Adam. Name. She said yeah, Adam. she says, how, how's Adam instead of how's Ian? Ian, yeah. And then it was when Adam it just Woodyat. cut. The, when, yeah. yeah, man. You know. Yeah. And then it just cut to Jane's reaction and she's just like. She held it though. She held it like, so we could talk about this in a minute. Yeah, no, you when can see red, that like, like devil look stops. in her eyes. Yeah, when the red light stops, we're going to talk about it. But probably just started laughing because that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what happens. You, It's that kind of, we're all family. So you yeah, just yeah, end up yeah. laughing and she, and if anything, you feel more bad for her because you know the press are going to jump on it. Yeah. So you go, oh no, by tomorrow, that's going to be all over the press. So yeah, it's tough. I think it's still a meme to this day, to be honest. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. They, they're they not easy. What people, people, when you get a meme, you know you're famous. Yeah. When Mama, you're actually in a meme, right, somebody sat down and go, oh, I'm going to use you in a meme and people are going to actually like repost. Yeah, you made it. Yeah. So what are you listening to right now? Say driving here in your nice whip. Ah, you saw it. Yeah, you saw, you saw. It's got Bernie coming. He was like, oh my days. <laughs> you seen what he's driving? She said does, yo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very important that we... <laughs> no, Wait, how do I get any extenders? Yeah. I need that check, me. Tell him the plate, man. Tell him yeah, the plate. Don't worry the plate. Just know it's an I-8. That's what you need to know. <laughs> it's important. It's a 16, though. I'll give you that. But no. Um, in my car right now, definitely the Remy Ma and Fat Joe album. Right? Um... See, off here we discuss Drake. We can talk about it. Not in love with the We're Drake album. We're definitely gonna have to talk about. My right. life. It's a playlist, though. It's, it's not an album, album, man. Let's be real. No, yeah. it's a playlist. It's a collection. It's of that's playlists. a nice way of putting it. It's a playlist. It's actually it's a, a playlist. playlist. That's how he's described it. It's a body of work. Listen, Ooh. album, mixtape. It's all the same so jazz, it, man. Like you shouldn't take it in. Like an album. No. I, you see, I don't need. To, okay, no, no, no. If you, if you, I think that's a get out of jail card. Yeah. If you, because yeah. you got to remember. You, you, when you're somebody, I think Drake's very good. I'm a, I'm a Drake fan. Let's not get it twisted. But, uh, okay. You see artists have their moment. Every artist has a point where they blow up. Like an album that does it. So even if you talk about Michael Jackson, Thriller was his biggest album. Off the Wall was one of the best albums, but Thriller was his biggest album. He never, he never topped Thriller. He couldn't top Thriller. Prince, it was purple, um, purple rain. Couldn't top that. Um, NWA was the first NWA album, Straight Outta Compton. Their second album, all that was good, but the first album was the best. Um, every artist, like uh, um, Dizzy, that was that was, was his, probably his biggest album, Dizzy, yeah. right? Was it what was it? Um, Boy in the Corner was his, probably his biggest album in terms of he couldn't go no higher than that. He had maintained success, but that album is still deemed as a classic right you know every 
artist has that album and that period of time. Nicki Minaj's first um, Pink, is it the Pink Print or whatever it's Pink called? Pink Print. Yeah, that, that was a very hard, she hasn't really, if you think about it, she hasn't topped it. Right, you know what I mean? In terms of great music and just sales. I mean, that was really, in actual fact, it's sold more now since the Remy Ma beef. It's, got, it's gone up in sales, right? So, but she's released mixed albums and stuff since, but that album was one of her best. Drake's album for me, that was one of his best, was probably the So Far Gone mixtape. I think he, I don't think he's done an album personally for me that surpasses the So Far Gone for musicality, Definitely his rhyming skills back then. Mixtapes like we were listening to Because those were the days ignorant. when he was still, he, he was writing for Dre in those times. But that's what I'm saying. He, ignorant, ignorant shit was playing it earlier. Ignorant shit, that's like, oh nine. bars on that was, was a problem. Oh eight, oh nine, Drake, yeah. For me, he was like my favourite bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, he's a totally different artist. Like he's a, like a self-proclaimed pop artist now. But you see, okay. This is probably my only issue with hip hop right now is I don't like the fact that hip-hop has given in to pop. Hip-hop was a rebellious music. It was the music that spoke about the social conditions of where we were coming from. Now, don't get me wrong, that has changed. But I think you, if you can achieve success by still doing what it is you love and the mainstream still buy into that, that's real, if that makes sense. I So... Like Andre 3000, for example. Thank you, right? Outcast, when they were doing... Their, their, now, their big album, at, at Aliens, was, for me, classic. That, that was that was really a Outcast. Criminite, a Criminite, a Criminite, man. A Criminite. No, me. no, no, that was a good album. No, that was a good album. But... Spotty, dopey, opalicious. Yeah. Them <laughs> that was the first album, right? A Criminite was the no, second No, 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 it was the second one. Yeah. At, but at Aliens with... um. Oh, my God, there's a few tracks on there. Uh, me and you, mm-hmm. your brother mm-hmm. and your cousin too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, no, yeah that, that was classic. <laughs> no, yeah, classic stuff, right? But they really didn't have a big album until the one afterwards with um, Bombs Over Baghdad. That was that was their big album, if you think about it. And then after that was that double album with um, That's It. That was probably their album where they blew up. You couldn't get no bigger than that. Okay. But they were still doing outcast music even on that album and everybody loved them of course right even um the track that he did solo that um that was still very if you knew andre that was like that's still andre right (laughs) (laughs) Right? it was still andre being andre i find now when i listen to the drakes and the nickies like when i heard nickies come back for remy and you know the, the tracks and they got that sort of that sort of reggae beat thing going on and i'm like oh come on man like it sounds like you're you're trying to get chart success more than you're you're trying to make good music. Make good music, and so I, I like when when Drake gets it right for me. It's like yeah, but Drake still for me now he's become like you say a pop artist, and it's like, and if that's what he's going for, then fine. Like listen, like, I, I'm a mere actor, and Drake is who he is. He's huge, but because I'm a lover of hip hop in its purest form, to see that Remy Ma and um, Fat Joe were nominated for a Grammy off a hardcore hip hop album. There's nothing. There's nothing soft on the album, but they were Grammy nominated. That means more to me than even if they won it, because it's like you can still get Grammys by doing hard hip hop. That it's not for the strippers. Yeah, <laughs> real talk. Let's yeah. just keep it real, right? When strippers all of a sudden dictated your music, for me, hip hop started to go downhill. 
right? It's like, yeah, you, even though it works in a strip club, it's like, she's a stripper. She's not supposed to dictate your music. You're supposed to, she, that's a stripper. Does that make sense? Am I going mad? Right? <laughs> hip hop is hip hop. Stripping is stripping. They're two yeah. different things, right? She like, just dances well to that tune. She just dances that's well it. to that tune. <laughs> that's she's it. Not supposed, strippers are on Instagram on some like getting followers because they're A&Rs and shit. Yeah, like, yo, if I don't think the strip track's banging, it's not going to sell. It's like, you're a stripper, yeah. right? No, you're late. Just take off your clothes. Right? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, so I think hip hop for me, a lot of artists are not, I don't know, they're not. Then you got mumble rap in America, like Little Yachty and stuff. Oh, and I'm bro, just like, he's what, pissed. What, what, is, pissed. what is going on? I think we, I think we are still standing very true to what we are as British artists. I think we haven't strayed away. When you look at it, if you look at the success that, let's look at it right. You got Adele. She's maintained, hasn't switched it up. Yeah, she hasn't. Ed Sheeran hasn't switched it up. Even more closer to home, gigs charted. Hasn't yeah, switched hasn't it switched it up. Yeah. Kano hasn't switched it up. Nines hasn't switched it up. Yeah, Storm hasn't switched it up. Gets hasn't switched it up. Yeah. It's just that the capacity of the people that pay attention to this music is not the masses as much as we would like it to be. It's like the Ed Sheerans and the like Adele's. And but that. Ed Sheeran is bringing through people. Of I'd course. Like, and so he's like, doing the right thing. Like I like what he's doing. Because even though, I mean, even though Storms in him did the track, but even outside of that, even on um, Power 105, he mentioned Stormzy. Even Big Nasty, you fucks with Big Nasty from... Well, uh, Big Nasty's my boy from back in the day. We're, we're like proper boys from my ends, right? But And Big Nasty, Craig David, he did yeah. the track. You see, that, that's what I'm saying. These, I, That's what I like is that these artists are still very much who they are and the mainstream just have to get on board when they're ready to get on board. That's what I love. I think that you shouldn't try and cater to, like, as I said, if you're good, you're just good. When Geeks came out with the Talking the Hardest, I remember I was DJ and I had never heard the track, right? And one guy said to me, gave me a CD and goes, play that, right? And I remember I was, I was DJing at Napper's thing, right? And he was like, play that. I goes, what is it? What is it? He goes, just play it, right? So I remember, he goes, the track, and I played it after um, G-Unit's um, Tony Ayo. Um, Tony... 50 Cent? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. I was playing that at the time. I was playing that at the time, right? And, and then the... Yeah. So literally, I remember I just heard the beginning and it... And he goes, just play it. I hadn't heard it. So I goes, okay, okay. Can you imagine if it was like, love, come, come. <laughs> Evelyn Champagne King. Never too much, never too much. Some new numbers. Oh, dude. Never too much. Like, bruv, what are you doing? <laughs> right? I, but literally, I remember, I was, so I just did the boom, boom, and I was mixing, but I never heard the track yet. When I played it, and I heard him go, if you're talking, I was like, who is this? That's all I had to hear, right? If you're talking artists, and I was, I never, I, so remember, I hadn't heard it before. I didn't know where he was going next, right? Crowd was going, whoa, 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 acting like I was God. I was like, yeah. You're done now, exclusive. Yeah, 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 my boy, hello. No, no, no tracks, you think I know no tracks? <laughs> Me and my mama was like, yeah. <laughs> I gave it to see, shh. You think I know, <laughs> bro, I brought this with me. Come, let's go again, right? <laughs> played it again. When I played this track, now I hadn't even had found time to mix another track in because I was just listening to, to this track going, this tune is too hard. So it was undeniable. So hence why Gigs became so big because his voice and the rhythm was just undeniable. He's talking about things that when you break it down, it's like, yo, you, 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 you're, talking about, you're talking about some hard stuff. But guess what? 
white, black, Indian, didn't care what you was. Shut down. Shut down. You played that anywhere. It was a shutdown. Any country was a shutdown. So that's why I say you don't need to conform. If it's good, it's just good. And I think Drake, the last big track, as I said, was the Lord Knows. For me, well, I, I, I play that in the car and it's just like, because I like tracks, I play loud. So I'm in my car and I want to, this is what I was going to say to you earlier. When's the last time you heard hip hop and you were like this? I was actually listening to Rick Ross's <laughs> new album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Ross's new album is banging. Who? I heard Rick it's meant to... Uh, no, that's because he's listen, going back to Justice League, isn't it? Justice listen League, Listen to Dead President. No, no, listen. No, I'm, I'm ahead of you. Listen, the Rick Ross album, I was like, about time he went back to Justice League. You can banging. hear Justice League production. I heard right? the new Maybach music is meant to be... Oh, that's chain. bad. It's bad. I you knew it. that was a track. Yeah, that yeah that's what waiting for. Album, yeah, yeah. Right? You see, he had the track, um, the last good album of his was the one on the cover where it's like his face with glasses. Teflon like, Don. Teflon Don. Is that the one with, but it's different colours of his face sort of. Oh, like that's Mastermind. 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 Right. The, um, the first track on that was kill, I used to kill that album. Then after that, there was about two albums after that and I thought, okay. Hood Billionaire. Yeah, and, um, I just thought, where are you going? Doesn't sound right. And also I don't hear no Justice League music. Yeah. Right. This album, it sounded like he went back to Justice and I was like, that's what works for you. Justice League and you are like Quincy Jones and Michael. Yeah. He has become more personal. The stuff that he did with, um, uh, what was that, um, Rivals, was it called? Um, Best Friends Come Rivals. Yeah, about Birdman. But I think, I think, I think, I've always thought that um, he could spit though. Yeah, Russ could always rap. He said as well, I told... Meek not mm. to be trust, Mickey trust Nikki, and I was like, oh, wow, just like that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like because <laughs> like, you know, usually it's like indirect. Oh, that's the first bar, isn't it? It's yeah, and then he bar. was like, um, oh, he said in a room full of failures, something. I was like, yeah, just keep back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna start quoting it, caption to every picture. Well, Russ has always been direct when it comes. I to I love that. Right? He's not doing those subliminals. Yeah. yeah, my man said Nikki and Meek in the same line. Right, and I was like, yo, and then Birdman, he's like, he started off going, bro, I'm sorry I had to do this, bro. Like, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's going, the whole track is about Birdman. And then, and then he's, he's going in about um, Khalid, DJ Khaled. Why'd you do him like yeah. that, whatever he said? No one even knows that he does up to Khaled. We're going, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wayne. But no, but we knew that there was something going to Wayne, but we didn't know that he didn't pay Khaled. Yeah, so but Birdman's known for not paying, so it's not surprising now you're telling me that. I was like, but oh, but Khaled is a big name, so imagine he's like, he goes, that's why he's doing so well, because he's blessed now. And you're going... Wait a minute, did he just Khaled as well? Because Khaled kept that one quiet. Right, if you think about it, when Birdman was, was going through with the stuff with Lil Wayne, I mean, he still is, but Khaled never said nothing. Yeah, but you got to remember, them lot was all a conglomerate. They, 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 mm. they. That was actually Birdman, isn't they, it? They don't want to see you win. See, I didn't know that at the time, though. Nah. That's only yeah. recently come no. out, though, isn't it? But it, that's mad, because when you think about it, yeah, I'm on one and all these tunes and that, like, it was the, they was the conglomerate. Khaled, Birdman, oh my God. Drake, you Wayne, got to fit those Nicki. Like, Rick Ross, Ross has had tunes with Nicki as well. Oh, I, you know what? Here's so the thing. Like, I, don't think, I don't think they're not really not friends. I just think that what's happened is, is that, because you've got to think about it, Wayne and Rick Ross are still close. And Nikki signed to Wayne at the end of the day. She's not signed to you, yeah, Birdman. Signed to Young Money, same Signed as to Young Drake. Money as Drake is. So I just think that it's, like he said, we, you, I think when Meek started going out with Nikki, they all knew it's not a good business move. Because what happens when you two fall out? Because we're all part of the same gang. It's true. Like shitting on Maybach, your doorstep. You're not supposed OVO, to really, yeah. like if you're going to date her, make it, make it really work. Yeah. But you got her on a sly tip because you told her stuff about Safari, blah, blah. So you got her on a sly tip. So you know eventually you're the bounce back. You're the rebound. 
big man can see that eventually she's going to cut you loose. Mm. That's why Drake said it. Like, you know, Drake said, like, at the end of the day, what, did he, what was the line that he said that was killer? When he goes, when she dumps you or something like that. He said, when he, on the back-to-back, he said yeah. something about when she dumps you. Because Drake knew, like, you're a rebound, bruv. Like, you must know this. We were all friends, but what you did was very underhanded and you got a under bad pretenses, you're going to lose it that way. Do you think that was what the, st- what the start of it was between like the, the whole YMCB, YMCMB, I think so, yeah. Money, Look, you can see was... music, OVO, the... Because they got to take sides. Like when Meek Mill went at Drake, Rick Ross is like, I've got to take his side because he's my boy. Right? Do you know I mean, even though I don't want to have a problem because Lil Wayne's also my friend. Oh, that's some sucker shit, man. Yeah, he did. Because, and I reckon, they, I reckon they'll come back. Even Kanye West and Drake had a little thing. When, I ain't going to lie, I'll be honest but with Kanye's you. But Kanye's on his album. I, that, I'll be honest with you. I listened to three tracks. I'll take it back, yeah? Because obviously the Yanks were talking shit about gigs, yeah? Fuck you. Obviously the Yanks are talking <laughs> shit about gigs, I don't know why gigs, they were yeah? doing that. They, I, like, Bruv, when you got a little yachty and all these little these dickheads talking shit, yeah? You can't come and tell me about Hollow, man. Because, like, yeah. he's actually talking words. What were they words, saying about it, him, man? though? Because I heard they were... They, was, I heard they, they were trash. saying that his bars... They just didn't yeah. like his bars. He's but trash I mean, and this, that, like, the other. I mean, when, there's, a, there's a line in that No Long Talk one where he's like, what's it, like, spread the pussy like a butter something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, butter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a sick line. But, like, when, when do you hear something that explicit in an American rap tune, like, with the word pussy... Like spread your pussy. Wayne all the time, man. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, that's Wayne's thing. Yeah, yeah that's Wayne. Wayne's thing. That's, that's Wayne's, Wayne's whole album. Yeah. Wayne. But but you're right, no, but you're right, because as I say, but also that the way they're dealing with English rappers is the way we used to deal with English rappers out here. Right? It's just a matter of time. Yeah. But what but that's where I give Drake the love is that you know what? You are at the highest you can get and you put gigs on two tracks. You gave Skepta his own track, his own interlude. I was just like, "What? Are you hardly hear Drake on it? It's just Skepta." Mm. Yeah. And Skepta does like two bars. I think Even like two, Smith two, as well. two sixteens. Yeah, Georgia Smith. Yeah, right. Got to exactly. See that Black Coffee tune. Yeah. Black Coffee. That's right. The, the Funky House track. Yeah. And I just thought, do you know what? Whether I'm in love with the album or not, I respect the fact that you didn't have to do that. Yeah, I rate that. Yeah. I rate that. I rate yeah. that. I rate you didn't that. have to do that, and because you're bringing, because guess what? If they bust in America. They can't, they can't, that's why Drake's got a free pass. But Every then time he comes remember, to the UK, no one can tell him nothing. But you got to remember, Giggs was killing it with B.O.B. With don't go there, don't yeah. go yeah, there. Yeah, no, you very true, but B.O.B. wasn't huge at that time. He became huge yeah. after. Drake is, is like Madonna yeah, level yeah, yeah, yeah. and bringing through gigs on, not one, two, right? And as I say, Skepta, it's called Skepta Interlude featuring Skepta. Right, it doesn't have no Drake name. And you think, so I went to, and it's a bad boy track. I heard yeah. it, I was like, do you know what? It's a madness. Drake, regardless of anything, I, I respect, I salute you because he knows how tough it is for English artists to bust in America. He's Canadian, he used to listen to, he used to listen to Wiley. Like, yeah. that's how level it is. Like, people yeah. think that, oh, he's doing this now. He used to listen to Wiley because you got to think he's a Canadian rapper. Yeah, yeah it's true, it's like, true. America is America, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. He's Canadian. Like, yeah. That's what people are forgetting. All these Americans are like, oh, no. he's Canadian. Yeah, he's not even American. Yeah. It's true. So just hold your clock before you get in there and get excited, <laughs> innit? Do you know what I'm saying? That's no, it, but it's real clock. spit, innit? Because, no, it's real talk. You know it's what real I'm talk. Because yeah. like, when he was on the come up, and I'm saying, yeah, Drake. Right, no one cared. No one cared. And they were quick to say he was Canadian yeah. then. Oh, he's a Canadian rapper. <laughs> like, what's he got to feel about hip hop? Now look, everybody jumping on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, you're right. You're so right. I think, like, for the Americans to say that, it's just like, Bruv, like, 
you got a little yachty, bro. Like you got these people that can't even string words together and that. Do you it know really upsets saying? me. Like, it upset. It does. Fucking. You got these people fucking up hip hop, bro. And then you got Hollow laying cold verses and that, and you're telling me, but, you're trash. like, get out of it, man. But I tell you this, it will come full circle because you can tell now that there are rappers that are getting upset at the fact that these people are getting the shine and they don't deserve the shine because they're not good at what they do. Right, so as I say, you got like the last Locks album to me was a serious album. Jeez, right? well, Locks, the America one, um, the, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 cold, the Locks album. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, we've got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, else you need to, to know? Your honor, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like I'm a true hip hop head, so like there are these people. But also, when you say what I listen to in the car, I listen to some stuff that is a bit. Like I'm into Fonte from Foreign Exchange, Jeez. little brother. Like even though they're not around that's, anymore, that's Foreign proper. Exchange. Yeah, I listen to like um, like Gene Gray, as you say. Yeah. Like I listen to artists like that. I like stuff. Sean Press. Oh, come on, behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say. All that stuff, the slum villagey kind of yeah. sound, the neo solely hip hop kind of sound. That's more really. That's more where my heart is when it comes to hip hop. So I was a tribe called Quest fan from the beginning. Most Def Talib. All of that, I was yeah. that Eric kind of sermon, Death Eric Squad, Sir, oh, come Keith Death Murray. Squad. <laughs> when they were Eric Onassis, when they were when they were doing their thing, I was hip hop. I love in general, but I was more. If you would find that my stuff sounded a bit more neo-y because I was into Tribe, and then when Slum Village came out and they took over, and Slumville, then yeah. Slumville, JD, Breast in Peace, Dark. right? I was more into that kind of sound of hip hop, the kind of jazzy more. Mm. How do you feel about oh, Kendrick? Oh, see, Knife Wonder, who was with Little Brother first. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about Kendrick Lamar's stuff? Now, Kendrick Lamar's last album, mm. to me, is the holy grail of hip hop. Right. I was so upset that people, a lot of people couldn't feel it. Because they didn't to, get it. They didn't, they didn't get, get it. They didn't get it. It was, it was like, he was the answer to shit rap. Because he, remember, that won Grammys. I got a he, bone to pick. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, King Kutta. Are you mad, bro? <laughs> and he was so humble. He's still from Compton. Do yeah. you know what I mean? He was like, remember, he's come out of Compton, but he's not gangster. So he's showing that, listen, I'm not gangster, right? I'm just grew up in a bad area, but I, I made different choices, right? Do you know what I mean? But his music, like his videos, the, the, the cinematography, everything Even about early, him. early Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Man. I, was, I was into the mixtapes all the way up. Cut you off was my favourite Yeah, you see, come on, man. we're talking, you see, we're on the same page, <laughs> yeah. right? So when he was bald, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is what I'm trying to say. This That album for me, everybody liked the one before, which was not bad, with the caravan on the front, whatever. Yeah, good but kid, mad city. That's it. But that last Kendrick album, the track for me, there's so many... But the one about a dollar, could you, when he said, um, about how, uh, could you spare a dollar, is it? Um, Not the one with the Balao on it. Um, no, it was one where he's like, can you spare a dollar? And he's literally talking about certain people are asking for a dollar and he's saying, no, I can't spare a doller, right? Like, because you're going to use it for drugs, drugs or whatever. Shit. Yeah, 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 I know what Chuck you're talking about. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that track comes in for me, and then he put, um, who I really love as well, Rhapsody. Rhapsody is another person that I really Jeez. Rhapsody's hard. Right, but people sleep on Rhapsody, they're not ready for Rhapsody yet. But he brought through Rhapsody when Rhapsody was just kind of underground, right? And I was like, right, brought through Rhapsody, love it. And he's still fucking with Bilal. Bilal's like a G. He's been Bilal in went to prison years. and come back. Yeah. It was Common that brought Bilal first. You know what I'm saying? And then, because I, I knew Common back in the day, and I remember I interviewed Swear. him and Bilal. What, and then Bilal, Watermelon like chocolate time, yeah. Which is one of his classic albums. Trust me. <laughs> See? Like water for chocolate. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it, I call it that. 
<laughs> but it was a it was a classic album, and he had Slum Village on that album as well, right? And then literally, Bilal I think went to prison for a number of years, came back out, and now he's really he's done some more albums recently. But there was a big gap between his first album and what's come out later. But yeah, I that's more my style of music. But definitely that album for me, any whatever he does next, I'll follow. Yeah. I just think he's, and he doesn't conform to what society dictates what music should be. He did, this album sounded like it was produced by Dr. Dre, but it wasn't at all. Dr. Dre just said, that's a good track, that's a good track, but he didn't touch it. That's how good he is. Dre's not on the second, oh, he's not on the last one, is he? No. no. He's, he's, on, he's on Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. yeah. He's Wait, not on, on a album. bonus track. Wait, yeah. I think with, with Drake though. I Which think, one? Hmm? What about, yeah. what was that one? Yeah. Untitled, that's that mixtape, Oh, the yeah, Untitled one. No, he had a couple of tracks on that. He had a couple of tracks with the Untitled. Yeah, he had a couple of tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a couple of tracks with it. It's a bit of a, it's a bit, it's a bit too much for you. Untitled track. Number six was my track. Why are you so sad? That was my track. So do you have a favourite album of all time? Um, Different genres, so yes, okay. Yeah, I was going to say outside of hip-hop. Outside of hip-hop. Okay, so all of them. I would tell you my favourite... Um, I grew up obviously 70s, so I was into um, Parliament Funkadelic P Funk. Yeah, the funk, the era. That's the yeah, the funk, era, man. Yeah. So one of my favorite albums from that was Motor Booty City, which which had um, oh, Underwater Aqua Boogie. You're gonna have to Google these tracks, right? Some like them niggas that Bentley Funk and yeah, yeah. old school, old school, old yeah, school. Aqua funk Boogie. Does. If you Google it, it's you've heard it re- reused. Yeah. Um, and then One Nation Under a Groove album, which was a famous Parliament album, right? There you go, yeah, right? Um, then going on, I would say Quincy Jones. Favourite album was the Dude album. These are all things that will go over your head, but I'm going to bring it to present day. No. Right? I'm a I want a timeline of your favourite albums. Timeline, yeah. Then Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. No man, <sighs> it, it can't be, it was, everybody loved Thriller. Off the Wall. And I, off the wall Off the is cold. the album. That's that's when he, that's when I think yeah. <laughs> 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 like, See, that's all I had to do was <laughs> 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 even that living my life off the wall. Yeah, oh my god. Hey, off the, the wall, wall was it was such a great album, right? But Quincy Jones produced. Yeah. So then I would go on to I was a big Prince fan. Prince, Jeez. I was a Prince fan. I got a Prince tattoo. Oh no, you ain't playing. Okay, I was. Yeah, no. her, her tattoo is lit. I, I trust it. <laughs> it's so cold. It's lit. No, what, no. Did, what did you say the first time you saw it, Bernie? When you're going to get it finished? No, and it was cold, already that's finished. That's cold. That's cold as ice. When you're going to get it. No, that's too deep. Because purple was away. just one Wait, section of. Purple was only one section of his life. No, the, the tattoo is cold. Yeah, did you ever see him in concert? Four times. Oh, yeah. I went to see him at the O2. Yeah, I saw him twice at the O2. See, I was a Prince fan from his first album all the way up. Right? I was a true... Tr- well, Let me tell you how deep it then. is. When Prince died, he was the only person that made me cry when he died. I don't really cry over things. And my friends, I cried oh, my- when Whitney died. Oh, really? Okay. I met Whitney. Oh, another story. Yeah, I hit remember- me with that, yo. <laughs> I-, I remember when I saw Whitney and Bobby Brown. I knew Bobby Brown. And Whitney were at the Lick Party in Dublin. Jeez! Hey, bring oh, this in. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is this the one? Hey. Is this the one? Wait, wait, wait. Go, go, go. What was he going to say? All right. Basically, yeah, we had the, the G Trevor Nelson on, yeah? Yeah. And he was talking about 
this exact same party, yeah. I don't even want to name the names that was there because it's Puff just, Daddy was there, Mary J. Blige um, was there. God. Yeah, me, nah, no, hit, me, okay. hit me with well, the story. Because I'm with you at the party now. I'm mentally there. He was at the party that this, we wasn't at. No, that we've heard about I'm going to hit you with the podcast hard now, right? This is the party that you wait to be at. Me and Carmen Electra. We st- we never went. Yeah, it was it was on the cards from that party, <laughs> right? Carmen, let's just put it that way. Hot, right? Carmen she was Le- she was hot. Carmen Electra was dancing on me, and I couldn't even find the rhythm. I didn't even know. What, like for a minute, I was like, "Right, I don't even know what tune this is." But Carmen and Carmen was. I was like, throwing it back, yeah. I was like, do what you need to do. I'll, I'll catch you up. You know, them times she danced fast. I was like, I can't. I them speeds. I don't know what they are, but I will meet you somewhere. Right. So, but I tell you, was there Missy Elliott, Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown, Mariah Carey, Puff Daddy, and Trevor was on fire because he was just bringing them out, and it was like, yo, this is mad. They were all there, and I was like, and I remember looking at Trevor going. Trevor, you, you, you're the man. He, he's the guy. Because Trevor was like, yo, guess who else we got in the house? And then somebody just grabbed the mic and it's Mariah Carey like, yo, Trev, how you doing, baby? And I'm like, did she just, like it's nothing. This is how you know this is official because everything yeah. matches. No. You know, when you yeah, hear I stories. We was all that. there. We was all there. So now I'm on stage. So the stage is long. I'm at the corner. Bobby Brown's next to me here. Whitney's next to me. I've never met Whitney before. Whitney's here. Missy Elliott is doing, I'm a bitch. She jumped in the crowd, right? This is all facts, yo. This is facts. Real talk. So then, because Bobby Brown came on the stage and was standing next to me here, Trevor Nelson started to play uh, My Prerogative, right? And Bobby was off. Bobby was like, but he wasn't singing. He was just like, yo, yeah, right? Whitney turned to him. Now, remember, she's only one person away because Bobby's here. And Whitney goes, yo, baby, I'm tired. And he went, wait! Like that. (laughs) And I remember she went, you know like when a dog's about to bite you so you just keep real still? And I remember going, oh... My God, because he, he said, wait. And he just looked at her like, say, are you going to move? Are you going to say something? About four seconds. Well, his song's still playing. And she just, she literally did this. And then she had an assistant. And the assistant goes, just leave it. And she just kept her head straight. And then he went, and he carried on jamming again. I went, this guy is sick. That's true life story. And then he turned to me and goes, you ain't funny. I'm funnier than you. And I was like, yeah, mate, you what? are. Right. <laughs> but me, me, me I, goes, I goes, you're not funny to me. He goes, I'm funny to you. Like, he, like it was like he was a bit schizo. Because mm. he just wild out on his woman. Then he's doing his tune. And I didn't even know that he recognized me. He goes, you ain't funny. And I was like, the fuck? Who are you? What? Who are you talking to? Right? But he was just that. But then, so here's, here's another story from Pi. So now. This party seems like no, this, 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 this life. No. Bro. I want to be there. Boy zone. Right? Um... The, the, uh, no, no, you see. There's a Dublin, no fuck around, don't yo. Play, don't play Boyzone, around. no, this party's got even better. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Boyzone. So Puff Daddy now, and Puff Daddy used to have a bouncer, but his name's Wolf, light skin guy. Okay, yeah, okay. So now, I'm upstairs with Eternal. Eternal, oh, no, I, oh so I've just, just So I've just, no, it was everybody, anybody that was famous was there. So I'm so I'm I'm upstairs and we're at a corner looking over at the stage, right? This is after everybody kind of been on the stage and now everybody's jabbing. So I'm dancing away. Carmen Electra's to my right. We just finished dancing. She's standing there, right? So it was like, and I, I anyway, I'll tell you that later. So anyway, so we're dancing. So me and Esther and Vanette, the two sisters from Eternal, we're talking. Wolf comes over to all of us and goes, "Yo, man, you got to move, right?" Now we're at a corner. 
you can see the stage, everybody, like, it's ram, but there's no way we can move. So I goes, what? He goes, not you, man, but they got to move, right? So Esther and Vernet, they weren't, they weren't soft. So, <laughs> right? so um, Esther turned around and goes, what do you mean we got to move? He goes, yo, man, you got to move, right? And he kind of pointed behind him, and P. Diddy was kind of, he's on a table doing his dancing with his bottle of champagne, and he was like, like to tell them to move, they can't stand there. Then he's nowhere near us, right? But I knew Puff Daddy, so Puff Daddy was like, he's cool, but they got to move, right? Like, who are they kind of thing? Yeah. So Esther, so Esther, well, I can't remember which one, it was Esther that was going out with one of the guys from Boys on the nutty one, I can't remember his name now, right? Um, there was Keith, Ronan, and it was... Um, the one that died. The one that died, and then you had the other one that was a bit... I'm thinking, take that, actually. You know what I'm talking? I know you talk about, he was that the tattoos. Tattoos, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a nutty one. Bit of a geezer kind of. Yeah, you yeah. didn't play with him, right? So anyway, she was going out with him, right? So anyway, so I remember we're in Ireland, you know, right? So, you know, so she was like, I'm not moving. She goes, tell P. Diddy I said we're not moving. <laughs> so Wolf, he can't go back and tell P. Diddy that. So you saw it in his face, because he didn't want to do nothing. And he was like, yo, man, you got to move, man. You got to move. Like, I'm not, I can't walk back without you being gone, right? And she was like, tell him. So now she's shouting, tell him I said we are not moving, right? So like, he was like, so literally Wolf kind of just, he kind of sort of shoved a little bit, like, you got to move. Who told him to do that? I think his name's Shane. Shane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane was way up the top somewhere. We didn't even know he was up there. I see Shane jump in the air. What? So now, Wolf and his boys are running up the stairs to fight him. Him and some of the Irish guys are running down the stairs to fight them. So we're all being pushed to the side up because we all have bodyguards. Bodyguards are like, you guys got to stand here, you guys got to stand here. I'm holding calm electric like, you got to stand here. <laughs> <laughs> I kept you calm in the safe, baby. Calm in, don't worry about nothing. I got you, just sit there with your fine ass. <laughs> just keep holding on because I don't know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> I can't promise nothing, just hold on, right? So literally, they get into it, but like the bouncers are trying their hardest to break it up. Pete Diddy, one of his bouncers had this guy by his throat off the ground, strangling him against the wall, hmm. right? So they were going, let him go, let him go, right? And my man just looked back at P. Diddy. If P. Diddy doesn't say, I'm going to put you down, you're gone. And P. Diddy's still dancing on the table, not even looking, they're fighting, you know? And then P. Diddy kind of looks and goes, and that's the only time he let him go. And I thought, oh my God, this guy. So anyway, <laughs> the following day, I saw Shane and I said, Ra, what happened? He goes, he goes, what are you talking about? He goes, them man there had to call us and beg us because we shut down the roads. They couldn't get out it's of island. island. Right, they're not leaving Dublin. So literally, Pete Diddy had to call and say, I say, listen, we're so sorry. And Shane was like, you, you need to know when you're over here, behave yourself. Right, my town. Yeah, literally, like they were, they weren't, that's bro, they weren't allowed to the airport. They weren't allowed in the that's cars. That, that's that real gangster shit. You're not going anywhere now, but you're gonna stay here now, but there's yeah. no dogs. Yeah, disrespect my island. Peter had to call himself, not even his boys. Listen, please, man, blah blah. Yeah, yo, and Shane Diddy, was like, man. you disrespected the thing, right? You're lucky if we let you yeah, leave. Don't play with the Irish, <laughs> boy. Yeah. That's one thing, especially in Ireland as well. Nah, I don't give a fuck. Trust me, I've got too many stories. I saw that firsthand, <laughs> and I was like, and I spoke to Shane. Shane goes, we let him leave, but he goes, but he was begging. Uh, he, go, he goes, he didn't just leave yeah, free like that. Yeah, he must have had a couple flat cap gangsters there, <laughs> but with the shotguns and that. No, because the drivers knew. The drivers were like, listen, we can't, we can't take you. 
Yeah, we'll we'll get, we'll get fucked up. Yeah, too. we're from yeah. here. And we know what time it is. So we, you, if you get in the car, we got to get out of the car. Right, so that's why he goes. You got to call somebody and make this okay because we can't drive you nowhere. Yeah, that's how bad it was. So what? Like, what else happened in this party? Because this party, just, like, <laughs> I wish I was. I've, I've heard like you know, Trevor's too young though. It was. It like, was I remember this party. Like, I remember hearing about. No, it was everybody. I mean, it was there was no badness. Everybody. It was other than that. It was. Uh, it was just the the fact that everybody came up and sang for Trevor and showed love. Literally, I knew that Trevor had arrived. Like, it was like, you couldn't even hate on Trevor. Trevor was like, listen, I don't know who else is coming to the stage. And then somebody would grab the mic. And then when Missy came, because Missy's very shy, yeah. right? When Missy Brother, came... Exactly. You see, everything you're saying, yeah, sorry to cut you, mm -hmm. is the exact same thing Trevor... Was yeah, no, she's shy. About. She's shy. It was like, it's... it's it's yeah. amazing. No, like, she's like, shy. Part, she's... I just want to close my eyes and feel like I'm there. Like. No, listen, <laughs> Missy came out and at first she was kind of just holding the mic, but she weren't really doing that because, as I said, she's very shy, right? And she was being honest. She's going, yo, I'm shy, man, blah, blah, right? And I was going, no, no. And then when he, you know, boom, 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 when she played that and then she went to the MI and the crowd just went, why? Then she jumped in the crowd and she's like going through the crowd. Listen, one of the best lick parties that ever existed was that day. Best, to say that I was there, because I kind of forgot about it. But it was, um, it's only really what brings it to mind is that obviously Whitney's passed away and Bobby, the new edition film and blah, blah. And it's like, rah, I was right. There was, they were there. I saw them have a domestic. And then just like a schizo, he goes back to dancing. Then he wants to start on me. This is like, Bobby was, and I met him many years before when he was a bit more calmer, but I don't know, Bobby was going through. Then he tried to have a fight with somebody that is mad. It was, it was <laughs> Yeah, it was a good party. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone like that you've met, like that's passed away and like that you've interviewed and thought, man, I thought I'd see them again, or like it was too soon, or obviously it's too soon when somebody dies. I mean, obviously, uh, I was close to interviewing Biggie and he passed. Right, um, not really. No, I've, I've been very fortunate to, I've interviewed people that have gone on to become, like Kevin Hart and I are good friends, and I knew. Kevin, Kevin will always say that I was one of the comedians that used to say to him, you should do shows out here. Like, you could really do it out here. Like, he was over here, but he didn't think he had an audience. And I was the one that said to him, people love you and blah, blah. And I remember I went to see his, not the last one, the one before, and he was backstage and he said, do you remember when you was telling me that I could do it out here? And I was like, do you remember that conversation? He's like, yeah, like yesterday. Like, me and Kevin, I've known Kevin now for probably about 10 years. Or oh, I, wow. I mean, like, like I, got, I can show you my phone, like, when we was younger and now. I believe you. Let's call him now. Let's see what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can call him. But yeah, no, Kevin is... So I, I've been very fortunate to have met and become friends with a lot of these people that are now... Yeah, like Jay-Z, I knew Beyonce. I mean, obviously, I knew Destiny's Child for many years. I knew them when I was 14. Yeah. So Beyonce and all that, I knew them well. Like, when they were What were they like? Like... Cool man, I used to pick them up. Like sometimes I just I just come, they'll come over and I just pick them up and we just go driving places and stuff. Like they were, if you were cool, like Trevor knew them very well as well because they would they would look at him as uncle, right? So literally they would come to town. Michelle would call me and go, Richard, we're in town, baby, let's come. And then or Kelly, and then it's like even one time I went to when I was in LA and we was all staying in the same hotel, and Kelly, she's she's proper word. She, she I remember she was going to work, she was filming with D.L. Hughley. Okay. 
And I knew D.L. Hughley from doing stand-up with him. He's so a legendary she, comedian. Oh, yeah, good God, yeah. So she was like, come with me, come with me to see him. So we went on set, we was talking, and she goes, where are you going now? I said, I don't know. She goes, okay, my car was a driver, limo. Take it for the day, go, where are you going? I goes, I goes no, no, I go back. She goes, Richard, take it wherever you want. And I was like, Kelly, she's just that person. I was, many years later, I was doing Top of the Pops. One presenter came up to me and goes, you know Kelly Rowland? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, she was talking about you and love to you and blah, blah. And I was like, she's always been... Humble. Just humble as pie. Humble as pie. So, but yeah, stories like... Have you ever met Bernie Mac? Did you ever meet Bernie Mac? No. So, two people I wanted to meet was Richard Pryor. Yeah. And Bernie Mac. I met Eddie Murphy though. So where? Wasn't the nicest person. Why would you say that? What happened? It was, it was, it, I did an interview with him. <laughs> did an interview with him for the film I Spy. Okay. So they flew me over to LA to interview him. And um, maybe he's a nice guy in real, real life besides me, but <clears throat> I went out, went out there with my son's mother at the time we were together and we flew out there. And I was nervous, I couldn't sleep the night. And I said, she was like, babes, don't worry, it's gonna be okay, you're gonna even, because this is my hero. It's like, but I'm gonna meet Eddie Murphy tomorrow. He's mm. asked me to come over and interview him, blah, blah, blah. So we was at the Four Seasons Hotel um, in Beverly Hills. And uh, we're all sitting in this green room <coughs> waiting to interview him. And then they said, Richard, you're going first. I was like, okay. So literally I went and sat down in the corridor with her and I had a camcorder, but you know, camcorder back there. Big heavy thing, yeah. You had to really tense, right? So I remember she, he was walking down the corridor and I goes, babe, just film him. She goes, what? I goes, just, she's from Hackney. So she's like, what? I'm not filming no one. I goes, babe, just, just film him coming down the corridor. So as he's walking, he saw her like way down and goes, who's that bigger girl filming me? Right? Now, naturally you can't talk to my girl like that yeah. at the time. It's Eddie Murphy, so you're gonna have to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that deaf comedy jam? <laughs> you're gonna have to hold that one for the team, babe. <laughs> and I swear to God, that's how I said it. Your head ain't big, baby. Your head ain't big. <laughs> she goes, What did he say? She's looking at me like, So you're gonna be a man about this? And I was like, Babe, you gotta hold that one for the team because that's Eddie Murphy. But I gotta interview him. I said, Afterwards, I swear to Christ, I'm gonna talk to him. <laughs> Right now, let me get to... this out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you get a bit her, like, come on, man, what are you doing? This is me and Eddie Murphy, you know? Don't, just hold that one, innit? I've got... Your head is quite big, innit? You've got, you've got... <laughs> and you got a holiday as well, you get me? The second itself. <laughs> We're not in Hackney, like, behave yourself, come and shh. Beverly Hills, Four Seasons, you know? Recognise. Those were jokes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Papa, like, I took you here, didn't I? <laughs> this is what paid for you to be here, you know? I'm getting mixed with her about the fact that he dissed her, like, behave yourself, that's what he's supposed to do. Right, so I remember she, he walked past us, but she made up her mind that she'd done with him. So she just closed the camera and just looked at me like, "Say yeah, say something again." Right, because she was a little pit bull. So I thought, "No, don't say nothing." So as we walked in now, <clears throat> so let's say we're sitting across from each other just like this. So what they would do is they would, if you watch any interview about a movie, the person that's being interviewed has the backdrop of the movie behind them. So now I'll ask you questions, and it's the camera's behind me, camera behind you. So I remember I came in the room. I shit you not. I said, um. Eddie, before we start this interview, I just want to say that I'm, you, you probably wouldn't know who I am, that's fine. But in the UK, I've got my own show. I've done really, really well. And I attribute a lot of that success to you because I watched you in Delirious Raw and you're one of my mentors and I really got a lot of respect for you. You know what his answer was? Whatever, man, sit down and let's, let's do the interview. I never forget it. He went, whatever, man, just let's, let's get on with the interview, whatever. Right, and he sat like this and I remember, so I've got bad temper. So I'm now, I looked at him, and I, you, could, you can't crush me any more than that. Yeah, that's your idol, man. Yeah. You've got to think, man's watching Delirious on VHS. <laughs> VHS, and then had it on audio on my Walkman, Walkman, oh. right? And literally, that's why they say sometimes you're not supposed to meet your idols, mm. right? And literally, so I sat down now, and I'm trying to 
calm myself down because I'm so vexed. Yeah, how do I constri- how do I concentrate on this? <laughs> yeah, come all that way with them after that. And he's asked me to come over. And right. my man's telling me whatever, sit down. Whatever, sit down. Let's get on with the interview. All right. And I remember I sat there, and <laughs> my son's mother was in the background going, "Pussy, all he's a pussy." <laughs> 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 So I'm trying to tell her to shush without saying I'm like <laughs> But what I liked is that she's ready to go. We're like she's ready to go. Ready like, to wrap Richard, him up. If you, if you if you fly it, I'm in. <laughs> Say word, yo. Say word in it already. Guy like this like a like a goat. Like you know, just like, right? I'm like, right, we're gonna rush him, right? <laughs> right. So I'm like, shh, hey, babe. But she could see that I I'm the one with the temper, so I'm trying to calm down because it's like, that's just rude. Right, mm. do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna go gangster, it's just rude, mm. right? So, anyway, <clears throat> I compose myself and I go, So now I start to ask him questions, and he's just giving me one word answers. I was like, So, the film I aspire, I mean, that's such a great movie. What gave you the idea for that? Just wrote it, okay? Um, because obviously, you ask a question, then you want to follow yeah, on, something that's yeah. <clears throat> right, we're like we're doing now, yeah. So, imagine you ask me something like, What's you, what you play in the car? Music, okay? Um, what music, what kind of music, just music, hip hop, I don't know. Right, it was like that. That's Give me more. more. Yeah. And then, so now it makes it hard for you, and I'm looking in your face. Right, so now you're 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 forced to kind of come up with an art, a question because I've let you know I'm done. And what what you got now? So it's a hot. So it's like you're being hostility. Mad awkward man. Yeah. Now, you want to wrap up the interview, right? But yeah, I'm doing you the favor because you're promoting your film, right? So so then he did that for. Then I said to him, okay, stand up. I'm a stand up comedian. I'm still trying to be humble. Yeah. Stand up comedian. Delirious, probably one of the best stand-ups ever done. Raw, box office hit, blah, blah, smash. When are you going to do some more stand-up? He's like, what? Stand-up? He goes, that's like asking me if I'm going to go back to Saturday Night Live. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I'm an actor. Why would I do that? And I went, maybe because you're one of the best to ever do it. Whatever, man, I ain't, I ain't doing that. And I was like, Ross, and now I'm just livid. So now I can't remember what other questions, but I just was like, bam, bam, bam. And then I said, okay, anyway, that's a wrap, cool. So now I stood up and I shook his hand. Tight. So, but here to cry. So you, you're me, you shake my hand. He went, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. He gripped me, gripped me like that. We gave you the claw. <laughs> gave, me, gave me the claw, gave me the claw. So anyway, to describe it, gave me the claw. And I remember I was like, and I said, and I, so I gripped him and I said, you will see me again. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Because I, I, if I don't grip him, I'm going to punch him. Yeah. So I'm trying to, take it this way and I went you will see me again he was like right I said you will see me again right she now is calling him all kinds of <laughs> <laughs> pussy <laughs> person he's a pussy I, I wet him you know? yo this can't happen in London yo when you yeah. coming back to London fam what flight is you're he not even <laughs> safe in Heathrow <laughs> Gatwick Stansted you're dead with me like I give it's it to it's on site it's on site fam it's on site ask about me ask about me like but she's but she's not styling it she's not I'm not making up she's he, she, he, she has to go round him to get to the door and she's going around him pussy he's a pussy that's what he is right and I wasn't even telling her to shush I was just like you gotta say what you gotta say because she knew I was crushed so then here's the killer now so now I've gone into the green room and I want to cry my hero has just crushed me Right, the, I didn't meet Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy is that guy, right? And he's the, one of the sole reasons why even my style of comedy, my swag, Eddie Murphy, the coolness and all that, I got it from him. And for him to turn around and go, you're whatever to me, right? I mean, I'm not saying he's got to show me love, but- Yeah, but that, you're a fan. It's like you say when you're, people you're follow you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, so anyway, <clears throat> I sat in the green room where it says Grime Daily, there's a screen there. Yeah. 
So now, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're back, yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not Grand Daily in the Four Seasons, they're like, all right. <laughs> so then I'm looking at the screen and the next interviewer goes in. He's French, right? This is when I knew that Eddie Murphy can be an arsehole, right? So he sat down in front of him and I'm not going to do the French accent, but he's basically like, hi, nice to meet you. So Eddie must have picked up that he was French, all right? Eddie looked at him and went, I be, like, I, I'm not making this shit up. I saw it. I'm looking at the, the, the screen because I'm vexed already and people are saying to me, good interview. And I'm like, what are you talking about good interview? That was terrible. And I was like, that was a good interview for Eddie Murphy. And then I hear him snoring. So I'm, we're all looking at the screen and the French man's still trying to ask him questions because he's, he's, so let's say you're Eddie and you're his PA. So he goes, he's, um, He's asleep. And you say, just ask him the questions. Right? So now it's like, so Eddie, listen, the film I spy. That's what he's doing. All the way louder as he's talking. The man must have tried to ask five questions and the man goes, okay, well, that's going anywhere through. Right, see you later. And that, I felt better because I was like, oh my God, Eddie is really, he can really be an arsehole yeah. already. Right? He's that's got a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a prick, I think. Yeah. Why was, do you think he's like that? In LA, America, you've got too many yes people. Too many yes people. Over here, we don't have that. I mean, yeah. we have people that will be on you. Your but fan, like the British, yeah. the British public, like even if you're, even if they're your fan, they can turn on you. If they think but that also, you're getting too big for your boots. But that's a British thing as well. British people are like, don't think you're too big, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, that's what Fucking chop like. you down to yeah. size. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Rain it in, yeah. Rain it yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Fucking hell, when he was on the fucking train. <laughs> Pay my TV license to watch you. Going <laughs> right. on like Charlie Big Bollocks. You better watch yourself. All right? But, it's, but that's the British... The British thing is that... Like, think about it. When we Americans come over and they speak loud, straight away we're like... <sighs> it's like, calm down. It's not, it's not that serious. Hey, yo, son, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, on. imagine I see this nigga yeah, coming yeah. to bus stop, yo. And, hey, yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Hold it down, bro. Hold it back. Because we're British. No matter how we say it, it's a British sensibility. Hold it down, bro. It's not that serious. Right, Jamie? And I used to say to Americans, you come to England. Chris, I remember Chris Tucker came over and he did a video diary. He goes, yo, man, no one recognized me, man. The MTV right? diary. Yeah, thing, you remember the MTV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you the West End. No one cared. It's like, um, you know, Chris, right? Chris Tucker is like, yeah, whatever, mate. It's nice, nice that you're here. Right? Chris, who, mate? <laughs> From where? <laughs> where? For <laughs> what? BT? Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, not, not here, mate. Yeah, not here, yeah, mate. Well, yeah, I'm not interested. Film Friday, Friday. It was a good film. Good film. All right, anyway, best of luck. Right? And he's like, what? Right? But that's the British, and that's what I love is that we don't care how famous you are. Hold it down, innit? Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? Right? Because we That's are... why we love Adele and we love Ed Sheeran because they are just. I remember doing shows with Ed Sheeran at Napa's gigs in, in, in West End. Black audience, and he used, to, he used to do the reggae thing when he would do the reggae thing. Yeah, the guitar and, oh, yeah, yeah remember. And the crowd would go zoop, 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 and he was there, blah, blah. And I was like, look at this guy. He's like, he would, literally would come down there and he would kill it. And now I'm seeing Ed, and Ed looks the same. He has not changed. So once again, I've only met him a couple of times and he was a nice guy. But I like him because you want him to win. It's transparent on screen. It just seems like you know when you see certain people on screen. Yeah. You just imagine them to be the exact same. In real oh, life. he is. He's a, he's a lovely right. guy. But that's what British thing. We want you to. If we like you, we want you to win. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's one thing about Definitely. us as Brits. We yeah. want you to win. And that's why I, I come full circle with being humble. Right. Because if people like you, 
they will always root for you to win. Mm. They will always support you. They will always back you, no matter what you're doing. If the project wasn't that good, God, I still work, brother, man. Well done, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing, yeah? Because they want, because they love, they like you. But if you go on like an arsehole, he's a dickhead like anyway. Mark Morrison kind of thing that you got. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark's cool now. Mark was going through <laughs> stages, but Mark, hey, listen, me and Mark needed a fight years ago, boy, and I remember. What, what, did he lie to you? <laughs> no, Mark, hey, listen, don't play with him. Mark, listen, I, I remember this Mark on my show. Them right? And Mark was, Mark put out word. He's, he's, he's an old school G though. Don't play with him. Mark put out word on site. Right, it's on. Uh, but we saw each other, we faced off. And it was Swear down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We faced off in the club and what? it was all love. What was it over like? No, just me being a comedian, dissing him on stage. And it was on TV. And he saw it and it, naturally, you know, he's like, what? I'm famous. You remember the joke? Me. Yeah, I, I, when I said, uh, <laughs> you lied to me. I said, of course, of course you lied. You didn't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know I was mean? just saying that. But I remember, he literally, he saw it I think by the next day, Some G shit. it was in the voice. When I see you, Richard, I'm going to beat that ass. <laughs> you remember? I was like, yo, this guy don't play around, right? But as I said, we saw, we was in a club. We went up to each other. We walked, like he was walking past me and he stopped and looked at me and I looked at him. And he just gave me that nod like to say, okay, cool. Because he knew I was standing my ground. And then after that, we became friends, man. Like me and Mark, is cool. And I remember I saw Mark, years later, Mark was beefed up, man. He was working out, boxing. I said, and I said, Mark, hey, I'm pretty glad that we nearly had a fight before. <laughs> and he was just laughing, going, leave me alone. Because look at the size of you now. I said, I said you top my head off, right? He, if you saw him, he just looked like this. You know, with a shirt, yeah. he's just full of muscle. Yeah. I said, yo, if I dissed him then, right? I said, I would have easily just said, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm a pussy old. I would have taken it. I would have taken <laughs> it out, right? But when Mike me and Mark, we had beef, he was slimmer. So it was all right. It was like, it's a fair fight. Yeah. But now he was big, man. I was like, yo, I don't want that problem. But Mark's calmed down. He was back in the day when he was young. He was just that guy. He was just that guy. But one thing I did respect about Mark is that if he had a problem with you, he's bringing it to you. Mm. He weren't no, there was no subliminal shots. Yeah, no, nah, he, I heard, I heard he was, he used to get. Oh, he wouldn't sight. play with you. If yeah. he had something to say to you, you would know, right? Do you know what I mean, and I respected that. I respected the person that was like, yeah, I'm, I've called your name. What are you going to do about it? I just want to clarify something, yeah? There was a beef at like one of the Brit Awards. I'm not sure if you know about this, but it was so solid. Was it Boyzone or was it Take That? Do you it was uh, Westlife. Westlife. Yeah, what, I was there. What, what happened with that? Because they're Irish as well, innit? And I just wanted to know because you talk about the Diddy thing, innit? And no, that was, i tell you what was funny about that, right? Because I know Megan and them boys there and they don't play around, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? They're really about that life. Westlife are Irish, right? They don't play around <laughs> so either. Play around a couple really Guinnesses, they're on anything. Yeah, they're, 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 all they need is a Guinness and they're in. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? So literally, I can't remember what it was over. All I remember is <laughs> I was standing there and we're watching a show and I thought it was in Carnival. I just saw a bottle. <laughs> what Carnival? No, you know Carnival bottles. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, and you go, rah, rah, there's going to be a rush. You're like you're in Rampage, <laughs> bro. Just wait. Yeah. 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 The by signal. the rampage, by rampage. And you, you actually didn't know where the rush was coming from. So you were just watching which way the, the, where the, the crowd's running. So you run that same night. You don't want to run towards a stabbing. So, like, so like, you're like, which way they're going? Which way? And you, so you start doing this thing like, rah, they're running. You're just, you're just hovering around. It's just like a drill. Yeah, like, rah, rah, running, you know? And then you start running. So I was, so imagine that's at the carnival. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm at the Brits and I see, 
And I said, Ross, and I see people doing that same skip. <laughs> I said, no, they're not doing the carnival skip before they run. <laughs> and the Brits. <laughs> and the Brits. When there's only four black people in here. Like, are you serious? I just start right up in this motherfucker. <laughs> and, but the white people were skipping like they were Jamaicans. Like, oh, like, what's going on? I said, yo, right? Everybody's been carnival here, right? But literally, <laughs> and I man, go pussy, oh, come on, let's have it, blah, blah, blah. And bottles were going, I mean, they, whomever threw bottles, they were throwing them back. Yeah. Right. It weren't like one sided. Bottles were being fucked. Girls screaming. I said, no. Right. So then it got broken up. I goes, wait. So I knew it was so solid. Yeah. Right. Because it was like, man's dashing bottles. Yeah. But it's a London yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a London thing. But don't give it up. The Irish were, were catching them on some mid flight. <laughs> a bottle's coming towards his face and he's on some. Poof. Some, some, some rebound deflection basketball bottle flex. You know the ones where the bottle it doesn't even catch its full moment so they catch it and kind of take it around throw it back like I said, a boomerang yeah, I said wait a minute man's throwing bottles back the same when you throw it him he's throwing it back right it didn't even break right but literally so they were going back and forth and it got broken up and I remember Harvey was there and I remember I came over and I, me and Harvey had met before but Harvey was still vexed over the fight so Harvey's looking at me like this I go are you looking at like that he goes, no, no, bro, I'm still vexed them Westlife boys. I said, yo, they're Irish, you know, don't play with them. Right? He goes, no, they were about it. He was like, no, they're on it still. And he was like, I can't remember what was said, but somebody said something feisty to, I think it was one of So Solid. And So Solid being So Solid, they was like, and especially they were younger then, right? They were, they, these guys had just come straight from the road into the mainstream mainstream so there was no media training nothing, nothing. they were just like what did you say fam <laughs> <laughs> no bruv that's Luther Vandross I don't care who it is like, it's on. I'm pumping you in your mouth <laughs> it was, they were on that back then right? it was fun to watch because yeah. you just knew that they were from South innit? so it's like that's how South man roll right? do you know what I mean but the Westlife they, Westlife were on it man they were uh, literally but it got broken up and it was cool but yeah so solid days that, it was real it was very real so solid days. Have you ever been in a situation where like you're thinking, oh fuck, like a couple of men have stuck it on you being Richard Blackwood or like- Guy pulled a gun on me once. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, me and my boy, me and my boy Jason, we was um, coming out of 10 rooms. And, what? Um, That's old school, man. <laughs> old school, 10 rooms. And the guy was talking to me in 10 rooms and he was on some friend thing like, bruv, we've got love for you, you know, man, them streets love you. And I was like, right, oh, it's really nice, fam. He's like, no, nah, man, them love you. Just keep doing what you're doing. So I thought he was cool. So anyway, come out of the club now. And like, like Kalo, you got to be in your P's and Q's. I'm still not stupid. Mm. So he, we're all outside and then he's kind of walked over there, the guy, and he's going, bruv, talk, come over here, I want to talk to you a minute. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and we- Talk to about what, I'm here, fam. That was my exact- I'm here, blood, I'm talking about nothing. I'm sitting here, walking nowhere, man. words out of my mouth. I literally went, talk about what? No, come over here and talk. And he was like, no, man, just come over here, man. I go, no, 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 no. You want to say something to me, you say it right here yeah. where there's lights, where there's people. Because <laughs> where you're pointing to, I don't see one street light. And we're in the West we're in the West End and there's no street lights there. Yeah. You've been down that road before. And whomever you went down with never came, came back, back out. <laughs> <laughs> never got their jewels back, nothing. But I'm out there with no trainers. I'm not, no, you're bad. I know, I know a street where you get robbed when I see yeah. one, right? So literally he's like, so he's getting vexed. Like, come to, I said, no, bruv. I said, if you've got to say something, Right, and it hurt me because this. I, originally, I would have gone over because I. He was generally showing you love. Yeah, that, yeah. Right, but it's just I just recognised the body language. Come over, and I thought, no, I'm not. You're not chiefing me, bruv. You know, I'm chiefing once. Come here, bruv. I was yeah. like, mm -hmm. first of all, I'm not female. You're not. Psst. 
I'm not talking to me like that, and I'm not gonna have you. Dude, I know what that means in yeah, road language. Yeah. They're yeah. gonna fuck me up. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, get yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not this evening, yeah. right? But literally, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember me and my friend Jason was walking down. Jason, you know, he's a cage fighter as well. He's a bit of a sickhead as well. So we're walking. He's following us. So now me and Jason are walking back to the car, and we both realise he must have something on him because it's two of us. Yeah, he ain't walking out there by himself. And we're not small, and he's walking by himself, and he's on some. Don't like the way you men are going on it. And we're just looking back going, right, oh, he's on his jacks. So we know what time it is. You're not, either you are an amazing fighter, right? Like a ninja. Or you're, or you're, you're holding. holding. And it can't be a knife, not with the two of us, because you might not be that lucky. Do you know what I mean? Like we've, we've all had knives pulled on us before. Mm. You've got one knife and two people, you're getting rushed. <laughs> Man's running in. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna yeah. take that L. Like, what? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, so you must have something that will take out both of us, right? And I remember, literally, we got to the car, and I opened the car door. So he ran up, and he had it in his coat, but you could see it was long, right? <laughs> and he was like, "You know what, you man, right?" <laughs> so it's funny now because we're alive, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was funny when you yeah. funny when you were, yeah. you can talk about it, you're still yeah, alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not somebody's reading your eulogy. It's like, <laughs> you're really alive for this one. But like <laughs> <laughs> had a lot of jokes, had a lot of jokes. Had so much potential. So, just that bankruptcy that messed him up, but I I knew he was gonna come back. I felt it. Take away before his time. <laughs> and literally it was one of them lights though, because I'm pulling out the thing. And I remember Jason now, I always say Jason had a Bruce Lee moment. Right, where he thought, I reckon I can take this guy with his gun. Right? <laughs> Bro, because he kept on <laughs> he kept on moving forward on some <laughs> So I'm a disarm you kind of shit, yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking I I'm I'm not joining in with this. Whatever you're planning on doing, I already know it's not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> we need to stop this plan. <laughs> And guess what? Reconstruct. <laughs> yeah, bring it in, bring it in, home it in. Yeah, but hear the cry. Let me know what you're going to do before you do it. Because maybe I've got a suggestion like, that's not the right plan. <laughs> Something. He's this, so every time the guy's pointing a gun at me, Jason's trying to edge in a bit closer. Yeah. So the guy realised that Jason's not afraid of bullets, right? And the guy just put the gun to my head and goes, make another step. Wow. And I remember I went, Jason! <laughs> Keep still, the man. Keep still. Don't breathe, nigga. Don't breathe. Don't do nothing. Don't, don't even blink. blink. Don't do nothing. Because he was, you could tell this guy's body people before. You could tell it wasn't a hype thing, right? Because he he was rubbing us and feeling bad. Like, man, don't even want to rub you, man, out here, you know? Because, but you're just shining out. You're shining. And you could tell the way he was holding that gun, he's bust it before, right? So I had a chain, I mean, a bracelet that was fake, right? So I was like, he goes, give me the bracelet. So I was like, maybe it was, I did it too quick. But my thing is like, this is four pound, not even five. So I just thought, have that, right? Right, and then, but then <laughs> he had the gun to my head and he went, man should take your whip, you know? And I don't know why. And I said, you're not taking my car, right? And I remember he looked at me, he goes, what? And I said, and I remember I couldn't even, because the gun's there. I said, you're not taking my car. What was it, nice beams, Benz? It was a Benz, yeah. right? But it was, but it wasn't any major one. It's still the it principle, just, you ain't rubbing yeah. me, bro. You are not taking yeah. my car, you've always, because I already feel, you've already violated. Yeah, violated, violated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now Why? you're taking a fucking Now piss. you're taking a piss. So now, not that I want you to pull it, because I know you will pull it, but you are not taking, I'm going to be dead then. You are not taking my car. And he knew, because the way I said it, and like, I, he saw me grip the steering wheel, like say, I'm not getting out of there. 
Right. You're gonna have to shoot me and drag me out. You're gonna shit. shoot me and drag me out. We're in the West End. You're not getting far, mm. right? And but that's not the reason why I did it. I just so vex, right? And literally, he turns it because Jason's still trying to get the jump on him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> still trying to creep up to him. Jason's <laughs> like this close now, and I'm thinking, Jason, don't play with it, right? Jason would have taken that bullet for it as well, right? And the guy went, "Are you man?" And he just ran off. So then Jason gets in the car and goes, "Let's run him over." I said, Jason, we can't. I'm on TV. You can't run this man over <laughs> it's not that in simple. my car. He goes, all right, you sit in the passenger. I do it. I said, no, I will be an accessory <laughs> to murder. It's still my I car. I have a cook my Richard Black without it. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not road. I have never killed nobody. I'm not going to start today. He got a four pound bracelet. Four pounds. Make him up. When he goes to the pawn shop, yeah, we got to last pissed. laugh. Yeah. Man's going to go, this is worth two pounds. Right, because I know you bought it for four. Why? Right, I mean, that's why I used to wear fake jewelry because I knew that people would be on you. It's like take that; it's minor. Right? Yeah, yeah, do I mean? So yeah, it's a little trick because you got to be careful. Like footballers, they're not wearing real Rolexes out on the street, knowing, especially in places they're not supposed to be, because yeah. they know that a man's gonna be like, "Oh, it's a thirty gram watch." Like, no, it's a three pound watch. Yeah. Right? You can have that though, <laughs> but you can have it. <laughs> Put up a little fight. No, no, don't take it. Right? Do you know what I mean? Man goes to pool shop. Man goes seriously. I'll give you a lollipop for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Get that. I'm gonna give you money. I'm gonna give you a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> with a rapper already taken off because you're cheeky. <laughs> Bring in that roll. <laughs> it's not even a roll, it's just a Lex. <laughs> Don't know what that is, but it's just a Lex. Kind <laughs> of green and backwards. shit. Yeah, <laughs> surprised your arm hasn't fallen off. All right, but literally, yeah, that was, so that was probably the worst that ever happened to me. You get people, but I mean, that, those are years ago. People kind of calm now. We all have stories to tell when you're, coming up and when you're making a name, people just want to grudge you and hate you. Because in the early 2000s, the gun culture was mad in the club. Yeah, well, that's, that, so that's, that's what, what I'm he asking. Had it, he like, had it you, on him. Yeah, that's what I'm asking for you because obviously yeah. you was in these clubs and whatever, whatever. Like, obviously I was younger with my cousin that used to go out, all of that. Like, yeah, yeah, it was real. And you used to hear about people getting shot and all that, the other. So obviously- Regular. With your status, I thought like, someone obviously must have tried it, obviously. Like. I was very lucky though, because the, the, let's say if I went to a certain area where people were on that, normally the bad man that was in the area just wanted to protect me. I was, I, I, I'd give it to them. Like people that I could call to this day that are known names. If I went to their areas, like if I went to Tottenham, the man them there showed me love. I remember they, um, they, I, there was a big fight that broke out in one club I was hosting and literally they were tearing up the sky and a couple of the man them stood in front of me, right? And said, Richard, stand here. And the fight went round and they made sure it came nowhere near me. They was like, they goes, no, you're in our manner. You're safe, right? There was it was always that. <clears throat> it was like because I'd never really brought no, like I'm not a bad man in it. So it's like they knew that Richard's a comedian and he's doing his thing, and also I had success from TV, but yet I'm doing a comedy show in Tottenham or blah blah. Keeping so they so their yeah. thing is like you didn't even need to come here, so we're not going to let no one disrespect you in our manner when you didn't need to be here. So I was very lucky that people. Regardless of who they was, I could be in West London, I could be in the area where it's a different man again. And they'd be like, Rah, man's here though still. And it was just straight away, they made you know, no one's talking to you funny in here. And it was like, so I was very lucky. I have to say that was probably a one out of two incidents that happened. But on the whole, even when I went out of London, go to Birmingham, you got, you got to be careful in Birmingham. I remember <clears throat> I did a show where it was the Burger Bar and the Johnsons. Once again, you're, not, you're from out of town. <clears throat> and the, I was in the area where the Johnsons were. And literally, I um, well, there's two occasions, but one was where the Johnsons were. And them Birmingham man, they really got it in. They didn't play. Yeah, right? The gun thing was really real for them. I, and I remember I was doing a show and the Johnsons turned up and there was about 30 men at the door. 
And they literally said, tell Blackwood we're outside. We'll tell him we're outside. So the, the bouncer goes, listen, the Johnson's outside. And we, if they decide to rush the door, there's nothing we can do. Fuck. But they, they want to speak to you. And I remember I came to the door and they was like, Richard, man, we, you know, man's got love for you, innit? Man's got love. Right? And I was like, please don't start no trouble. And it goes, for you, you're safe. No one needs to worry about nothing. And I swear to Christ, they came in. They all stood up at the back, watched the show, laughing, laughing. And they left peacefully. And they literally come up to me after and said, love for that anytime you're in town. <clears throat> I did another show. I went into, <laughs> went into the room and the room was ram with Burger Bar Boys. Ram like it felt like a dance. And I couldn't get out, I couldn't backtrack because I didn't want to show like I was scared. So I walked in. He goes, rah, black hoodies, man's in here, you know. Man used to watch you from when we were kids. We got love for you. So sit down. Right, I'm sitting there. You got to sit down, man. I'm sitting about some lions, you know. You know when man hasn't combed his hair in years? Look at his hair like, how, where, that, that drop is permanent. Like, whatever's in your hair is not coming out. It's in it. Right? So I'm literally just, I'm like, these guys are rude. Beards, 10 years old. Beards, just like gold teeth, teeth missing. I'm like, look at a man like, what life are you living? <laughs> What, what roads are you living on? Like 10 miles of bad road is where you come from. But literally, that man was showing me love saying, when we were kids, brother, it was you who was watching. So once again, they were, and then they went on stage rapping about killing people, right? Because it was really real. And coming off stage, I'm like, wicked show, man, wicked show, because I'm showing like, good show, man. Good show, that bar, that bar about the shooting. That was my best bar. You like that? No, it's the best bar. <laughs> I don't want to get shot. Like, it's the best bar, man. When you shot him in the head and his head came off. <laughs> The, 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 the description, man. <laughs> the delivery on that. You got to keep that line. No, man was going to take it out. Keep that line, right? But yeah, I've always, I've been very lucky. I've always had love from people. Hackney, wherever I went, I was cool. So not really, not really. I feel like on that note, we need to get into track of the week. We do this every week. Just literally just pick your favourite tune. Doesn't have to be new, old. Oh, really? Any song. Just whatever you're From any era, any genre, week. anything. Whatever you've been like, Playing the most this week. Okay, well, I've already told you earlier, my track right now is Remy Ma and Fat Joe, Swear to God. That, that's, and it's current. That track is on repeat in my car. On repeat. I think both Fat Joe and Remy, I, even I think Remy's sometimes sounds a bit 90s in the way she flows. No disrespect to her, right? But she just got that 90s flow. But I think on this album, she really brings it. And I, you know what? I really hope she gets to get a good place in hip hop in terms of she never get to the to Kim's yeah. uh, Nikki's level. But real Nikki's people know she's a bar. <clears throat> yeah, they know she can rap. Yeah, who do you think won? What Remy and uh, Nikki? Yeah, Remy. Yeah, Remy. Remy. Yeah. Remy got it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight. Yeah, straight. Nikki tried it to wasn't do, hard, but it was good enough, though. Nikki tried to do the, the sexy shit, like throw a jab yeah, from, yeah, from a yeah, mile yeah, away. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not Hove to be doing that. Like, yeah, Hove's, yeah. Hove's got his scars, isn't it? He? He's yeah, been yeah, at yeah. war, isn't it? So, but Hove can do it well. Yeah, but he can do it now because yeah. he's been in the wars. Do you know he what has, I mean? Nikki, I ain't really seen Nikki get. She had one thing she with Nikki. She hasn't Lil done Kim. an E for like Nas yeah. and Jay's did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was he saying? What a takeover? Takeover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They went bar for bar. Right, do you know what I mean? And Prodigy and, and Jay-Z, they, they all went in bar for bar, so. Even hit him up, man. Ain't one of you niggas got sick of selling shit, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, it's proper deep, bro. And Prodigy like, put it on him, you know? Yeah. They, they put it on, have you ever read his book? I ain't read it, nah. Yeah, I, he, I heard his book serious, Yeah, though. he put it on him in the club. Yeah. Richie Mays bringing out a... A biography. Yeah. I saw it, the picture of his hand. And the... Yeah, who's reading that? Yeah, Gucci's Okay, what do you think I'm of Gucci? That, you know? Do you think he's, he's like one Gucci. of the realest in the game? Gucci. Musically, he has... There's certain things I do fuck with, certain things I don't fuck with. He's, 
I'm selected. He's hot and cold with me, but I got love for Guapo, man. Like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't like him as a, a spitter at all. I th- lemonade. I, th- I think he's basic, basic. He's, I, I don't know why he's successful. Certain tunes that I listen to, I think, yeah, and then there's other ones that, bruv, I don't really see the hype. But I understand. I know he's a real he, dude. Yeah, you you can see you can see he's a real dude. He's about that life. You know he's got a body on him, isn't it? For you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the young, <laughs> the, the young Jeezy Jeezy it, thing, yeah. yeah, when they came in and broke in, and yeah. he, just, he popped them off. <laughs> He shot both of them. He knew he shot one of them. Yeah. But it was either him or them, in fairness, because they came in, he was being set up by the girl, wasn't it? Yeah. So he, they came in and tried to shoot him, and he literally had his thing. Yeah, yeah, and he shot one of them, and the other one got away, luckily. But he's really... But you can tell he was a bit mad, right? Do you know what I mean? And he went to prison in and out. But I just don't like his flow. I think it sounds really basic. It's just certain, Like I say, there's certain tunes, he's pissed. There's other tunes, I'm like, yeah... Yeah. Yeah, Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, what's yours? Uh Rick Cross Dead Presidents from the new album. It's or a good track. track. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a big track though. That's a, that's a big, I forgot about that yeah. track. That track's Cold. hard. That, yeah, that track's hard. Ready? Um Spaceship, Kanye West, Consequence. John okay. Legend, okay. the live version though, because the live one is just like you're getting so obscure with your track of the week. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Let's go to the live version. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, the live one, that one, you can't find that one. Anymore. Yeah, vinyl, the vinyl. You can't even get that's on the CD. You got to type that in. Yeah. <laughs> now there's something about live, like when certain tunes live, like really that. I just put like, muck in this thing and I don't even want to I'm not even fucking with the no, comedian it's one nil it's one nil I'm done Trudy Trudy I'm done no it's because he's laughing I didn't mean it like that I didn't mean it like that really. the man just catching it straight just quickly really he's looking at him like he's front row at a comedy show yeah, he's like, tell me more he's like huh? looking at Reddy and licking his lips you know the man's getting deep on you like no no not that one not the live one <laughs> I don't know why where Michael you was he there when Michael sang that track. I don't know. Let me tell you what a story. This is true shit, right? So uh, get to the track. Me and my bedroom when Drake was first coming out. Yeah. Right. This is true shit. I couldn't believe it. Right. We're in the car and now he's trying to. Uh, we're trying to outdo each other in the Drake tracks. Drake's only had so many tracks. So uh, he goes, you know about Drake? I goes, what are you talking about? Of course I know about Drake. He goes, well, you know about his mixtapes? I go, what are you talking about? Right. So he's naming all these ignorant shit, all these tracks, yeah, that are actually out. Hear him. But do you have the track where he's learning to play the guitar? <laughs> that track is not finished if he's learning to play the guitar that track is not finished why the fuck would I have that track let me hear the track once he knows how to play it and it becomes a song I couldn't be the track doesn't even exist yeah man they're looking for points man said when he not even where he was rapping and it nearly finished he said when he's learning to play a guitar does Drake know he did a track with him? I've never heard Drake it's recorded play on an iPhone That's where, so that goes deeper than your life one it's yeah. like you know when he was in concert he was brought out a guitar you never no you never saw it okay it was a big track like, when you hear it you understand that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah. I ain't saying no more I ain't saying no more I'm finished and I'm done he's standing by his tune yeah yeah man's late on that one um, okay what's mine um, well, was Wiley speaker box but just the album version like a reason why I say live, you are never saying live again. You know what this feels like? Extreme sports part two, man. Extreme, sports. <laughs> like they got me a few months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, like, he said like, that he likes to do extreme sports. Yeah. So we're just like, like there's obviously that rap BMX in there. I don't want to go. It feels like I'm getting stung again. Listen, yo, Bernie, Bernie, track of the week. 
Sky Zoo. Sky Zoo. See now, Sky Zoo Lyrics. is another one that I love. He's got that kind of slum village sound, even though he's from New York. Yeah, yeah. But Sky Zoo, but only mixtapes though. He doesn't really have albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a mixtape. The one of that mixtapes where he's got the Cosby Show on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, but Sky Zoo fan from from the beginning. Actually, I need to change mine still. Rock Mars Rosebuds. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Life. okay. And his new album, done. <laughs> <laughs> but which version? <laughs> the YouTube, the YouTube version. Vid <laughs> to MP3. <laughs> you know when you have to copy it to MP3? Like, yes. Like, we get you in the car, like, we. No, Lime Wild. They need to Lime play Lime Wild. Wild. Do you remember? Oh, Win MX, but. Listen, oh, I remember. Used to get the blue screen. The blue screen of death. Virus. The blue screen the virus, is there. Sometimes you download like, something that you like didn't virus want. Virus is weekly, you know. Like, some like, people I, are like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't, I don't know because the police are gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember years ago, I was in, I was in uh, uh, Wales, and this is when LimeWire came out, and I was late. And I remember these girls were talking to me, and they was like, "Yeah, do you, do, you know?" I was talking about my music. I dropped them home, and right? they lived near where we was going, and they, I didn't know the way to the motorway. And they said, um, we was in the car and they said, um, do you, yeah, we, you know, where do you get these tracks from? And I said, oh, just records that I bought and I just put them on CD, blah, blah. They said, do you use LimeWire? And I said, what's that? And they said, oh, well, you know, when you just type in a track and you can download, download it. And I said, hold on a minute. There is a system that you can type in any track. Because we, we take it for granted, but remember when you first heard of it? You yeah. can type in any track and it goes, yeah, whatever track you want, you type it in and it, you can just put it on a CD. And I was like, I remember I went to their house, I was there for about four hours and I created a CD of all these tracks because I couldn't believe it because I literally typed in a name and it came up and it just said download and I said, oh my good God. That was a good mm. days. It was, what? You talk, I, I was driving on the motorway about six in the morning, tired, falling asleep, but the tunes, I was like, because there were tunes that you couldn't find. Remember you had to go to CDs or record shops and mm. look through. I don't remember that, no. You don't remember, you don't remember looking through vinyl, do you? I was born in 93. I mean, when HMV used oh, to Oh, 93, your CDs were welling out. Yeah. I remember HMV used to sell vinyl like vinyl, about man. 10 years ago and that like, used to be able to get the whole album on vinyl. Yeah, it's back. It's more popular Yeah, I've got a, like, an impressive back. vinyl collection now. Really? But, yeah, vinyls. Yeah. Vinyls back with a bang. Outselling CDs. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> really? And you got the, the turntable yeah. that you can plug into your computer now so yeah. you can the just... more USB interfaces. Yeah. You just plug straight and then just plug and play. I didn't know that. But yeah, I, vinyls, I was a fan they're of They're selling vinyl in Tesco again now. Behave yourself. Tesco's. Tesco's. Next to George. <laughs> that's Asda. Uh, that's Asda. I'll have you know. <laughs> that's Asda. Everybody's got a George. Oh, what's the what's the Tesco's? Oh, Florence and Fred. Nah, I don't know, you know about all of that. You know, you, know, you know, but you know that's when you stayed at somebody's house. It's too late. The Is there Tesco's now? There, I need to, need to buy some underwear. <laughs> Everybody stayed at somebody's house and you don't know. How I stayed, yeah? Oh, I need to find a Tesco. The Tesco in it is. Right. Get the essentials, yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you got a jumper and boxer shorts, yeah? So you just met. Yeah, shh. Just, just give me a boxer shorts. Don't ask me questions. Three in the morning and toothbrush, yeah? yeah. I didn't know I was staying. I didn't know I was staying. Uh, yeah, so good times. Any movies or anything you got coming up? Any? No, I mean, right comedy. now. I mean, don't get me wrong, somewhere down the line, it would definitely be more. I've done a few films like The Governors and other films and Another Hood back in the day and whatever. But with EastEnders, EastEnders is very much an EastEnders thing. Mm. That, like, they, not that I wanted to, but you, it's very much you do that. And then, huh? 
it's, well, it's not even a case of a block. It's just more. Well, if you're working so six days a week, yeah, you're contracted, yeah. contracted, contracted to that. So all the actors there, it's not like like they. One thing we all recognise is, like, if you're gonna do movies after EastEnders, it might as well be Hollywood. Yeah. Because you can't become any more famous in the UK. Like, there's no movie that will make you more famous in the UK than EastEnders. Because EastEnders is watched by 7 million people a day. Wow. Right? So... so imagine that times that by four. There you go. 21. And then here's the madness. that you got the, the Dave channel and all that. It's, and then you got iPlayer. The, you know, like, um, I mean, not iPlayer. What's the... Um, 28 million, the, uh, the in The... BBC iPlay. Yeah, BBC yeah. iPlay. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> BBC iPlay, sorry. Right. You're doing really well at plugging this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to have a job. But BBC iPlayer. So people then watch it again. Right. So by the end of the week, you've had nearly 30 million people watch the show. Easily. Wow. So that you, so technically, there's no way you can walk without people recognising you. In a week. So that's <clears> like, wow. Fucking hell, it's under 20 million. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen Get Out yet? No, have you seen it? Go and watch this movie. We well, yeah, had the premiere, yeah? No, I was just at a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> just a cinema. A cinema. But it will make you talk to the screen. Luna Americans talk to the screen. I saw British people talking Don't to the screen. Don't go in there, man. It was, it was real. It was real. They were talking to the screen, cheering. And it was. And here's the thing. Not even a, a black cinema where we're zoop, zoop. It was a white cinema, right? And white people going, oh, and I'm cheering. And you go, oh my God, where are we? It was, mm. the film is that good. And have you seen Logan yet? I've heard about it. The little girl in that film. Hard, hard. Those are the two films right now that I'm saying to everybody. Logan and definitely, even if you're not into horrors, but Get Out mm. is a must. I'm a horror buff, by the way. Yeah. I love, love horrors. One more question before mm -hmm. we wrap this up. Um, if you could work with any comedian or actor mm -hmm. and make a film with, who would it be with? Bar Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I still do a film with Eddie Murphy. I still would, but now it'd be like, because I, I know I will meet him again, but it'll be on my time. Like, like believe that. You will have this interview as well and you'll go, right, he said it, it's really real. But, because um, Eddie Murphy is still very talented. So even though I might not necessarily gel with the person, or maybe it was just that time, I um I still wouldn't take detract from his talent, but I would, comedians wise, Jamie Fox, legend, because and also see it's a different time now. There was a time before where comedians were doing well just because they were just funny. Like Kevin Hart is very funny, mm. right? I don't find him that funny, you know. Well, Kevin Hart is is it's up to the it's an acquired taste. Either you like him or you don't. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow. I, I don't find him that funny. I've, I've watched one stand-up and I thought... No, he's really? really funny. Oh, 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 is it on Netflix Dave Chappelle's thing come out yesterday. Amazing. Hey, well, don't, don't, don't like... Don't. Yeah, no, I'm going to watch that. Is it really good, yeah? But it wasn't it not his show that he did over here? Did you ever go to his show in the UK when he came out? Okay, no, I want to... Dave Chappelle is funny. He's the guy. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is truly yeah, that talented. He's very and he's, intelligent. He's that, yeah, he's that comedian. The levels. Cat Williams. Cat Williams lost it though for me, man. He no, had, but he's still funny. He's funny. He's funny. But then it's, again, it's the... Drugs. Yeah. But, oh, really? There's like... Oh, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. Yeah, I think he's one of the last real ones left for me. Dave Chappelle, man. Like, like, no, Dave Chappelle, I would love to do, work with Dave Chappelle. Um, Kevin Hart, 
I, would, I wouldn't mind doing a film with Kevin Hart if it was... Because they'd like to be a box office smash. So plain Paper Soldiers, that's my Kevin Paper Hart. Paper Soldiers was a bad boy film. That's my Kevin Hart <coughs> that I, I liked and I remembered it. When, I ain't lie. Huh? So, so plain I didn't like, but Paper Soldiers... Yeah, it's trash, but that's when, he, when I thought he was doing... You and know you know what, what? He didn't try too hard in, in Paper Soldiers. Exactly. It, it seemed... It seemed a bit more natural. Yeah. He had a, he did a line when the man gave him a, uh, the, pay, the the envelope and he goes, "Little light, it's like a check, right?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that's a good line because he just said he goes, it's "Little light." He goes, "Your one's quite thick. My one's, I think you give me a check or something <laughs> for a crime. Like you can't write me a check." Billy Siegel was good in that. Yeah, Billy yeah. Siegel was very good in that. Right, the, uh, what they call him, something bully, what they call him? Wall Street bully. Bullshit. Yeah, he just come and just kick, out, he yeah, just kick, kick people down the street. Yeah. <laughs> right, Eating was just kicking you in the stomach. But um, but yeah, um, and who else? Um, so Jamie, Will Smith, even though he's not a comedian. Yeah. I think, I like, because I, I like comedians or comedic actors that can act. And definitely Will Smith can act. I like, I... I no, he can. He can. He can. I think... He's trolling. He's trolling. He's coming out with these... Even Ali... such a hater in the corner over there. cold. What's you know what's mad? We're at here. Ren's like, last question. Bernie's at it. Like, no. He's trash. He's trash. He's trash. But no, he says it like the room's got to agree. He goes, if he can act, he can't act. It's like, rough. All right. I think my ex is more... Funnier well, than Kevin Hart as well. Really? Will Smith is, nah, nah. Man. Have you seven ever seen Seven Pounds? Have you seen but Seven Pounds? Nah, what was that film with his son? Um, Pursuit of Happiness. The Pursuit of Happiness is a That's bad boy film. Come on, bad boy film. Bad boy film. He shot in that film too. Nah, he Pursuit of Happiness. He acted, man. Have you seen the last one he did? Uh, what was it? The last film with he the did? NFL oh, the, thing. With the, the thing. Yeah, it's a good film. The you seen, have you seen it though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, did like, I did like the concussion one, though. The one with Nigerian accent, was it? Yeah, I, didn't yeah. see, I didn't see that one. Was his yeah, accent? The accent was terrible, but he's a bit active. Nah, listen. <laughs> so the accent was terrible. Give me five Wilson films. Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2. Hitch. Hitch? Wow. Didn't like... <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah. Men in, Men, in, Men in Black was a bad Hancock. boy film. Men in Black was a bad boy film. One and two. Pursuit of Happiness was Me. a yeah. Slide, slide. That's my tune. No. Men in Black. <laughs> what? What? Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? The, the fourth one. <laughs> 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 Nick Cannon or something. It's the fact, <laughs> fact that he was so close in the song as well. Yeah. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you'd come in, like, <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna back me up like, no, they're both. I don't know what song that is. I don't know what song that is. The end. Of, Do it again. Of what? 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 No, Men in Black. Men in Black. Which one? The first or the second? Don't make me put it out. Which one? Which one? Hold on. Which Men in Black are we talking about? The first one, the second one, or the third one? I haven't even seen it. I just saw the soundtrack. Nah, that's Nick. That's Nick. Here comes the man. That's from that song. Now she's talking. She's talking about. She. She. Hear what she just said. 
Sure. You sure? But let me get it. The man in black. Yeah, Galaxy yeah. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Sometimes be, you know, different. You, uh, you have killed his live line. You have killed everything. <laughs> you have taken the, the, you taken the, you taken the trophy. Wait. What, what are you singing wait. though? Oh, we're going to the end. She's going, wait, wait, she's wait. going to the last five seconds. Wait, that? wait, wait. No, I know the part. Wait, wait, wait. Are you sure? Wait, 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 wait. Hey, I'm not here to have this out. Wait, 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 wait. Please. I just need to You're part. skipping now. You're desperate. It's coming. Are you ready? <laughs> this bit. Wait. Ah! Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She's right. Wait, wait, the, delivery, the delivery was pissed. Because what she, she's not saying... She's not saying it like that though. No, no, it, no, she did. She did. If she was everybody just slide Wait, with me, just walk I'll, with I'll me. Even... No, Thank you. no, it was Still it was meal. a part of the song that no one remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you Don't know me again. <laughs> nah man. That if no, she is she wow. said it wrong. She slide, said it wrong. Maybe you're just a rubbish singer. Now you Hey, Richard Blackwood. Thank you. She came back. She saved herself. That's weird up that Apple music. Dead. Like dead. Out. I disagree. The delivery's pissed. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thank you for coming now, Richard. No, it's fun. I appreciate you, you know it. what? You guys hit me up. Was it you that hit me up on um, Twitter? Yeah, legendary. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys You guys are doing great things. So, and it took a little while to make it happen. But yeah, no, this has been worth it. That slide thing has made it. <laughs> nah, fuck that. <laughs> that made it worth it this Dude. evening. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go home and play it. Go that bit. Slide. Slide. You'd be banging that in the car. Don't play no more. Remy Mark. Playing chat bars. Chat bars. That's rubbish. Slide, slide. I'm just gonna keep rewinding that bit. That but is yeah, funny. Cool. Um, thank you for everyone for listening. We need to do this again, part two, hopefully. When you're ready, man. When you're ready. Yeah. When you're ready. This has been my favorite one. I'm gonna get, say that. Too many you, legendary stories, man. Like I've got. Trust me, I've got. I didn't know I had so many stories, but just in meeting the people I've met. <laughs> I, I do not know we're going to slide out of here, man. Fuck that. <laughs> we're gone. That is, that is... Best ending ever. That is the best. Please subscribe to the TBC podcast on iTunes and rate us five stars, whether you like it or not. Also, we are on other platforms, including SoundCloud. If you'd like to email us any suggestions as to guests we should be speaking to, please do so by contacting us at tbcpodcast at grimedaily.com. Watch out for the live shows, which we'll be announcing on the previous recorded studio show.